The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, hello and good evening from an undisclosed location on the west side of uh, Cincinnati, somewhere near Oak Hills High School because we can hear them You can tuning hear the up. crowd in the background, yeah. Yeah, the crowd back there and uh, their drums will be yeah. playing, uh, although it won't be a big crowd up there, but we're good to be back. We were all off last week uh, uh, as the Elder Panthers went on the road to Walnut Hills uh, tonight. The Elder Panthers will be playing up in Indianapolis uh, at Arlington Memorial Field. Uh, it's a middle school or high school, I believe, they, they play their home games at. And so Arlington Community High School, that's where they're playing at tonight. So, But here we are. And, guys, it's kind of it's the last week of the regular season. And for the first time, we're not sitting here hand-wringing about the fact that Oh my gosh, are we going to get in the playoffs? And what's our seating? And who are we going to play? That's all been settled. So tonight's game is kind of one of those tune-up games. Something, you know, it's a big game. It's an important game. But all the the trimmings for the postseason's already been set. How many times have we played teams from Indiana, teams from Kentucky, and we always say, well, this game doesn't mean anything to them because yeah. their, their playoffs are set with their their uh, regions. Or in Indiana, everybody gets in the playoffs like it is in Ohio this year. So things are a little bit different for the Elder Panthers and for everybody in Cincinnati and Ohio this this week. This game means absolutely nothing. The seedings are already in. We could win by 100. We could lose by 100. It wouldn't make any difference to what happens in week 7, which is the new week 11. But, Tom, it's so important. This game, you want to build momentum for the playoffs. I don't care. You throw that out. Pride's on the line for the Elder Panthers. You're absolutely right, Mark, and especially that this is the third straight week that Indianapolis Cathedral will be playing a GCL South school. Two weeks ago, uh, St. X lost by two points. Last week, LaSalle lost to the Fighting Irish by nine. So there's a pride factor there, too, right? So, you know, Elder didn't win the GCL, but Doug's going to have his his team ready for tonight's game, and, and without getting into too many keys for the Elder Panthers, it would be nice to, uh, you know, let Doug interject some seniors into the game. I'm sure he did that last week a little bit against Walnut Hills when they beat them 35-7 to because you just never know in this year 2020, you almost have to take every week and every game as it is. So it is important, but it'll be interesting to see how Doug and his staff maybe interject some more seniors into the game to give them some experience you know, for the for the playoff stretch ahead. And uh, if you're listening to us and we sound slightly different than we normally do, uh, to pull off what we're doing, doing the pregame halftime here in Cincinnati in an undisclosed location in the west side near Oak Hills High School, uh, we uh, are using some old equipment. Some of uh, I'm looking at uh, stuff we used during Elder Games for uh, many, many years, in fact, but we're talking – Many years back in the 90s, uh, a little d- device called the Zircom Max Z, and uh, it's basically a phone interface. And 
Sounds like we're talking through a phone with really good microphones. That's what we're doing right now because what we want to have happen is Len and Phil, who are connected through our digital stuff, connect it, and they are, which is always good. So we don't want to unconnect the digital right. connection so we can do this. And Plus, by doing it this way, they can hear us right now. Lenny yep. can hear what we're saying, and uh, that's unfortunate for him. Yes. But uh, and vice versa, we'll be able to hear him. So getting that all out of the way. Unfortunate for us, too. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, that goes without saying. It, yeah. So, guys, a big win uh, for the Panthers uh, against, uh, you know, I, I thought Wallen Hills was a good quality team with uh, good good players. Uh, you could tell they were rusty. They were not uh, as advanced, and, and that's a team that, I think by the time next week starts in the playoffs, they could be a dangerous. They have some good weapons, and but uh, once again, uh, you know, winning thirty-five to seven, Elder kind of got off to a methodical start, but they they kicked it in in the in the end and uh, and really uh, got a good win. Yeah, they got off to a slow start. Actually, rewatching the game this week, it, it didn't look a, as clunky or, as I had imagined or, or when I was watching it on, on last Friday night, but. Uh, um, Walnut Hills has a tremendous player in, I can't remember the gentleman's first name, Presley, who, who was just, he was on defense, offense, running the ball, catching the ball, just an outstanding athlete, and he was all everything. It took Elder a little bit to solve that puzzle, and in the second half they came out in the first two minutes, scored two touchdowns, and uh, just, you know, went away. They were up 28-7 to at that point, just kind of look, looked back at, at uh, Walnut Hills in that game, and like you said, cleared the bench, got everybody in. So that, that got them ready for this game. And uh, they're on the road again for the second time this year. Now a longer trip up to Indianapolis. But they, they kind of know how to do that. And Indianapolis Cathedral, they're 6-0 coming into this game. This is week seven for them. So we played Walnut Hills in their second week. Uh, they're playing uh, – you know, the Irish are playing us in our sixth week. So they're just one uh, week ahead of us. But still – you know, they're loaded for bear, and we'll talk about how they've gotten to, to 6-0 in a little bit. The thing I liked about last week's game against Walnut Hills was for the first time all year, Elder was able to control the line of scrimmage on offense, and they were able to run the ball. They hit over 450 yards in total offense last week, but Cooper Johnson carried the ball 17 times for a team-high 113 yards, and at the same time, uh, Drew Ramsey, the the, the, uh, the great sophomore, also uh, carried the ball 15 times for another 108 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Cooper Johnson had one TD. And I like that because it was, they were able to control the line of scrimmage. They were able to control the clock. And uh, it just seemed like it was uh, something that they needed to prove to themselves. And if also give tape for other teams as, as they are going into the playoffs to view. Yeah, and, and Tom... Looking at Ben Hamilton's numbers, uh, once again, 10 for 14. The guy is methodical, and, and once again, no interceptions. I, I don't think he has one for the he year. He doesn't. He does and, not. And it's a – who could have seen this Man. coming into the year, uh, what 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 a pivotal player he has become uh, in solid. And, and, heck, he's running away with the, the passing – uh, totals in the GCL. Yeah, without a doubt. Here, here, I got some stats here. On the year, he's 80 completions and 105 attempts for 76%. Wow. Uh, every three out of four passes, he completes 1,275 yards after, excuse me, five games. 
and 15 touchdowns. Uh, and the recipient, one of the biggest recipients of, of those uh, gaudy numbers are Scotty Neiman. Uh, last week uh, against Walnut Hill, Scotty had five, re- five receptions for 156 yards and two touchdowns. So I think, without saying, I think Scotty Neiman is, is Ben Hamlin's favorite receiver right now throughout the whole year. Hey, guys, uh, uh, th- those numbers don't lie, and, and uh, he has been just such an impressive player as well as the team. They, they they seem to be peaking at the right time, and we're we'll be talking more at, at in the post game show on the playoffs, the seedings, and so forth. And you know, we're going to save that for that. Plus, we've got a, a great guest, Joe Harbin's coming out uh, for the first time this year. Since there's no Harbin, this is our technically our Harbin show tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. But you know, this is uh, there's a lot of uh, trappings to put on this game tonight. Uh, into the playoffs, and and uh, we'll be talking all out about that in the post game show. Yeah, that's true. But real quick, another couple stars of the game last week: uh, Bartley Thomas, uh, linebacker slash defensive back, had an interception and a forced fumble recovery. And Samari Freeman, uh, big number ninety eight sophomore, with the fumble recovery too. And just like we talked about Ben Hamilton, without any interceptions this year, I always like looking at Andrew Mueller the. The, the place kicker for, for the Panthers last week, 5 for 5 on extra points, and on the year, perfect 10 for 10 on extra points, and perfect on field goals, 2 for 2. Now, I'd say that's a good stat. It is. It, it's somebody you can depend on. All right, well, you're listening to the Mer- Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show. El- tonight, Elder has traveled up to Indianapolis Cathedral to take on the Fighting Irish, who are 6-0, and and... Uh, of course, uh, a lot of people who don't know much about them, they've uh, knocked off LaSalle this year, 37-28. to 28. They knocked off St. X last week, 25-22. to 22. People asking, are they a good team? I'd say, yes, they're a very good team. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it'll be a heck of a challenge for the Panthers tonight. We're going to take our first time out. When we come back, we're going to look at this game in depth right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury, we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. For an easy shopping experience and unbelievable deals, it's Joseph Toyota on Coleraine and josephtoyota.com. By shopping online, you can value your trade-in and make your own deal all from the comfort of your own home. And every new car purchase includes the Joseph Toyota Advantage of a lifetime powertrain warranty, $500 towards your next trade-in, free shuttles for service, and a whole host of other benefits. Just ask your neighbor 
they bought from us. Joseph Toyota, 9101 Coleraine Avenue and at josephtoyota.com. Proud to support elder football. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. When when I run down the cathedral stuff, you want me to then just go straight to the keys? Hey, welcome back to... Prep Sports, Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show. We're get caught uh, chatting there a little bit, but uh, uh, guys, a lot, of, a lot of fans here tonight. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, you can hear them in the background. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's got to be ten thousand folks yeah, in here. A single but, one. Yeah. But they're so, socially <laughs> distancing. Distancing. Uh, but uh, guys, uh, we Panthers come off a big win last week, thirty-five to seven. Uh, heading up to uh, Indianapolis, playing a really, really great team, 6-0. and uh, Cathedral, Cathedral always uh, plays the Panthers and GCL teams tough. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's going to be a well of a game. But before we get into that, let's talk first a little bit about some of the key other matchups we're going to uh, look at uh, for uh, tonight's game we're going to be watching and we'll be talking about in the postgame. Other games tonight in the GMC for all the marbles. Lakota West comes in 4-0, and uh, they're uh, in, in GMC action, and they, they uh, face Mason tonight. And uh, if Lakota West can win this, they have the outright title in, in the GMC going undefeated in league play. Um, the, the Lakota West Firebirds defense uh, has only allowed 20 points this season and has uh, pitched two shutouts. So, uh they, they, they really are bringing it, and uh, we'll talk about their seating and where they are in the playoffs. But uh, tonight is for all the marbles in the GMC. Another big game, uh, Hamilton travels to Coleraine tonight. Both teams coming to that 3-2. And, two. and uh, Hamilton has a chance for probably one of the biggest wins in program history. They're not looking too bad. And obviously, Coleraine is very beatable this year. Bowler and LaSalle, just because G- GCL... South action, Moeller coming in at 1-4, and four, LaSalle at 3-2. and two. But we, we saw the changes in, in Moeller the last couple of weeks that they've made with, with changing their quarterback up. And I think, you know, I think Moeller's going to be a, a more difficult opponent than, than, than LaSalle. I, I agree. I mean, I, th- I think Moeller is on the cusp of uh... – I mean, they made the changes that probably needed to be made week one, but now they have it, and things are slowly starting to, uh, to build up for them. And they could be a dangerous team later on in the playoffs. I, I agree. And, and, and LaSalle, they need to right the ship a little bit. They had a, a rough time last week. They played Indianapolis Cathedral last week. They were only able to muster 42 total yards rush, and, and we've seen how, how strong of a rushing attack they have. So uh, that's you know, kind of a precursor to the game we're going to see tonight. Mount Healthy at Ross tonight, and uh, that's uh, uh, Ross is four and one and looking for one of their better seasons and uh, prepping for the playoffs. In Kentucky, Highlands and Connor 
play, and Connor beat Highlands both times last year, once regular season, once in, in the playoffs. So Highlands looking to uh, kind of get back to, to, to the momentum that they've had in northern Kentucky. They lead the series against Connor 21-4, to so uh, it's kind of unusual for Connor to, to win twice in the season. And then Dixie Heights at Beachwood, the common opponent here, uh, Covington Catholic, uh, they both teams played Covington Catholic very very tough, so uh, everybody's quiet right now in our crowd. Yeah. So uh, so this this could be a good game. Dixie Heights coming in one and two. Beachwood two and one. And then Ludlow at Lloyd, the, uh, District 34 rivals coming in. That should be a good game in uh, Northern Kentucky, and that's what we got right now. And Lloyd's probably saying. So you say we still have a chance. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a very unusual uh, season. Happy that we have the season we have, six-game regular season uh, schedule, and this is uh, the last one of the regular season, uh, a, a season where hardly any fans in the stands. Uh, everyone is either watching on, on the Internet or listening on the radio and or vice versa, doing however they, they tune in and getting the listening to the game. But here we are. This is week six, uh, the last regular season, and, and it's a big game. And, and guys, uh, Cathedral is a tough one. And let's let's look a little bit, Steve, uh, what you see on the board for Cathedral. Cathedral is just the opposite of the Elder Panthers when they were coming into the season this year. They knew they had a senior-heavy defense coming in. They knew what they had defensively. Uh, they, they played very good last year. They had a bunch of guys coming back but they didn't know exactly what they had on offense. Well, they started their season August 21st with a 56-20 win over Westfield. They went on to to beat Carmel High School 44-28 next week, and then they rolled over – they traveled up to Mishawaka, which is up by South Bend. They won 52-7 in that game. So they, their offense is a juggernaut that they really weren't expecting or they weren't sure what they had. Then uh, they, they played um, um, Bishop Chittard, and they won that game 39-20. to 20. And then then came the GCL South, a little bit different uh, matchup with uh, St. X coming in first. They won that game 25-22. And uh, with, uh, then they played LaSalle the next week, won that game 37-28. So 6-0, they have a quarterback, uh, Nate, and Nate McCahill, who last year was, was uh, a receiver. They moved him to quarterback this year. Uh, much like we saw what, what Moeller did, moving a running back to quarterback. And Nate McCahill has uh, thrown for almost 1,600 yards. He's averaging over 250 yards a game. Um, with uh, he's, uh, he's 106 for 157, so he's got 18 touchdowns and three interceptions. So Nate McCahill, he's the real deal at quarterback. Jake Langdon is their uh, leading rusher. He's the number 10 rusher in the Indianapolis area with 603 yards on 103 attempts. And their leading receiver, Camden Jordan, has caught the ball for 533 yards and 36 receptions and 10 touchdowns. He's averaging almost 90 yards a game. He's number five receiver in Indianapolis. And Nate McCahill, I didn't say, he's the number three passer in the Indianapolis region. Um, they also have a core of good wide receivers in, in Camden Jordan, David Perry, and, and Brandon Wooten, who was only a sophomore, and he got a lot of snaps last year as a freshman. So they have a lot of offensive firepower, and uh, 
their coach, Bill Peebles, who's been there for several years, said this is one of the deepest cathedral teams that he's had uh, coming into uh, a season. And, uh, you know, they, they got several weeks to go before they get to the playoffs, and they are rolling right now at, at 6-0. and And obviously they're shooting for 7-0. To get to 7-0, I think they, they, the keys to the game for them is to jump out and get out fast. The games that they didn't get out fast were against LaSalle and St. X, and they had a little bit of trouble sorting it out in the end. In the first game, they won 56-20. to They got out early. Second game, they scored 31 unanswered points early. They got up 35 to nothing over the Mishawaka team. They went up 25 to nothing over the Bishop Chittard. So, they have the ability to get out early, so I think if they get a fast start, that's going to help them uh, get, get get what they need done. They need to get Elder's offense off the field. The Bladen defense, I, I think, will be a key uh, to uh, get get uh, getting the Elder, uh, you know, off track if they can if they can uh, keep the offense off off the field, and then hold on to the ball. Uh, Tom always talks about hitting yards. I'm just talking about keeping your hands on the pumpkin this week. And uh, don't let Elder get any opportunities. Don't let Elder hang around. Tom, uh, we've, we've seen the Panthers uh, grow and, and progress very nicely this year. I, I think they've surprised a lot of people, and, uh, and and I think they'd like to have the LaSalle game back. They'd like to have the X game back, but those games are behind us. Uh, uh, I think this could be one of those if you, you pull out uh, who's the MVP right now? I'd say Doug Ramsey. He's he's uh, he's done a heck of a yeah. job preparing these guys. You know, we I don't think a lot of people expect it much from this program, and they really I think are are looking good for the playoffs. But this is a huge matchup tonight. It really is, and I remember Doug saying the first week of the season, uh, there's a lot of talent for the Panthers at the skill positions <clears throat> on offense, and if they could block a little bit, they'd be pretty good. Well, I think the offensive line is is bowed their back, if you will, and done a great job not only of protecting uh, Ben Hamilton, but giving Cooper Johnson and, and company enough holes at times, you know, to, to have a pretty effective ground game. But, the, so, but what, I mean, Elder's going against a juggernaut tonight. Uh, Indianapolis Cathedral, they got the winningest active prep program in Indiana with 736 wins all time. They got 12 state championships for their last one in 2014. And if you want to read the press clippings, go right ahead. But one of the coaches that played against them this this year said they have playmakers and game breakers at nearly every offensive position with the speed to match. So that's a bad combination if you're going up yeah. to Indianapolis and facing them. But the but the but the thing is for the elder uh, community for the elder team tonight is this opportunity in front of them and uh, looking at offensively. You know, Elder scores just under 38 points a game, and they give up just under 23 points a game. And if you look at Cathedral, they're averaging just at 42 points on offense, and they're only giving up 21. So pretty even at points for and points against. Um, I think some keys that I see for tonight is, uh, you know, stopping quarterback McCahill. Uh, What I did is I looked at, you know, Elder's common opponents with uh, Cathedral, and it was LaSalle and X. So McCahill uh, against LaSalle, he, he accounted for 83% of the offense. 
He had 169 yards passing and 164 yards rushing. Oh, boy. And against St. X, he accounted for 80% of the offense, 200 yard, 201 yards passing and 68 yards running. So I think the defense, they don't need to be on their heels. They need to be active and play with a lot of energy to try to curtail this. You're not going to stop this offense, I don't think, but you just need to curtail it. Second key is keep the ball in Ben's hand. Uh, let Ben Hamilton continue to swing this ball around the field. Uh, the line's giving him time, like I said. And, you know, he's having a, a whale of a year. I, I, I don't, you know, I am a math major or an accounting major, but I can't extrapolate to 1,275 yards after yeah. five games. But still, you know, at least double that. You know, you're, you're getting close to 2,500, 3,000 yards for the season. So he's just having a whale of, of a season. Um uh, and this might be difficult for Elder to do, too, but I have stopped the run. Uh, the Irish ran the ball 40 times against uh, LaSalle and St. X, with their running back rushing for 75 yards against both uh, the, uh, the Lancers and the Bombers. So they can sling it, too. They can run it. I don't know if you want to call this injury-prone or penalty-prone, but the Irish average 11 penalties a game against both uh, LaSalle and X. And my final key, and it's not the, the lowest key, but it might be one of the highest keys, stay healthy. Steve and Mark, you guys talked about it. This is the year where everybody's in the playoffs. Uh, the playoffs start next week. Wins aren't important as they are with past years with no Harbin points, but there's a pride factor, and you want to show your best, but come out of this game healthy so Elder's ready for Fairfield next week. All right, Tom, uh, we got big uh, post-game show tonight. Joe Harbin's going to join us, uh, but uh, I'm getting a cue here that uh, it's time for us to head up to Indianapolis, and our uh, Len Harvey is down on the field to talk to Coach Doug Ramsey. Thanks, Mark. I'm joined by on the field by Elder Head Coach Doug Ramsey. And, Coach, complete game last week with a win over Walnut Hills. Yeah, you know, um... We, we we did a pretty good job. I, you know, there was a couple moments in the game where we we weren't we weren't great, but I thought overall, you know, both sides of the ball played really well. Now the combination of Drew and Ben really uh, gelling now. Ben continues to impress, and Drew can do just about anything right now. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. We got to we got to use him throwing the ball a little bit more. You know, in those situations, teams are just going to keep getting closer and closer to line of scrimmage, and you know, and uh, you know that that play you know it was a, it was a, we needed that at that time too you know it was 14-7 game and came out of the locker room there at half and got a first down or two and then and then the long touchdown pass and I think that really kind of kick-started us in the second half yeah it seemed like uh, they were they were good the first half they got a little tired I think in because the second half well yeah they did a good job of keeping the ball out of our hands we only had three possessions in the first half you know something you think you're looking to score we only have 14 points but we really well we hit it a fourth time right at the end but it's like you know we need to get the ball in our hands a little bit more so um, you know in the second half we, we were able to do that and, and then obviously we, we put a few more points on the board Usually by now you've had a couple of longer road games. This is the first uh, road game, uh, long bus ride. How does that affect the team with getting their legs in the early going? Well, that we'll see. You know, that's the thing we talked about this week. You know, we, we, we took some trips last year, and such uh, at the end of the season, playing in the state semis and finals. You know, we were we were on the bus, and you know, it's it, we're not it's not screw around time. You know, you, you gotta you gotta be mentally prepared and, and 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 ready to go after a bus trip. Now, this is a great test this week. Uh, Cathedral beat LaSalle already uh, and X. What should we look for by this unbeaten Cathedral team? Well, they're a really good team. The quarterback's a really, really good player. He's, he's a good runner. Um, 
defensively, they're pretty strong against the run. Um, so yeah, this is this is a, this is a, a real test. You know, it's a team that's played good people, um, and 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 still you know managed to win win games. You know, the games were tight with X and LaSalle, uh, but they found ways to win those games. Now the playoffs begin next week. Obviously, this is again that we talked about the great tune-up, but uh, getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, and that's that's this is a weird. This is a weird game i don't think we've ever kind of been in this situation before you know where there's been years we didn't make the playoffs and you went into week 10 you know but you were playing against oak hills lasalle you know what i mean it's a kind of a rivalry deal um you know this year we know what our we're not playing for anything at all you know what i mean it's like the seeds are set we know what we're going to do next week um but yeah so it, it's it's more of a you know let's let's go out and you know we, we talk about one of our goals being be, playing our best football at the end of the season so you know let's go out and play really well and get rolling in the next week and best football means you want to obviously win this game tonight what are the keys to tonight um always you know we got to we got we got to prevent the, the big plays and, and and again i think we need to said in, in in each week is we we need to we need to get first downs we're not going to score every time but we just can't go three plays in a punt and, and put our defense out on the field too much because these guys have a good offensive line and good quarterback Health-wise, how's everybody? Oh, we're good. Good health. Good health. All right, going into the playoffs, all healthy. Well, thanks, Coach, and good luck tonight. You're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. This is Bill Hammer, Fox News Channel elder class of 83 no one forgets their first time in the pit and neither do i and today with technology i can catch every elder football game no matter where in the world the news takes me the prep sports radio network and ehsports.com altiora and go Panthers. This is Father Andre Joseph Lacasa, St. Gertrude Church in Madeira. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Cooper Electric, La Rosa's Pizza, The Urology Group, Rosart Pharmacy, Joseph Toyota, Robert Jones Plumbing, The Underground Sports Shop, Adam Schoester, Mercy Health and Orthopedics, Hoting Realty, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Red Wing Shoes, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Ron's Roost, and Wardway Fuels. And now, let's go down on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. Well, good Friday evening. Welcome to the Dominic Bonavita Broadcast Booth. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal. Tonight it's week six, the final week of the 2020 high school football regular season. Tonight we are at Arlington High School in Indianapolis, Indiana for the Prep Sports Radio Network. Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week live around Cincinnati. You're hearing us on Sacred Heart Radio and around the world at ehsports.com. Tonight it's game as Elder takes on the Irish from Indianapolis Cathedral who have won two games, Phil Bengal, against two top teams in the GCL. 
coming up here, you always know you're going to get a great team in Indianapolis Cathedral. We're going to be well coached. they got great, great players, very disciplined, uh, and it's one of those times when you get take these opportunities to play these good teams right before the playoffs. It's a fantastic to have a schedule like the Panthers, Lancers, uh, and the Bombers do. You know, playing good football teams like this week in and week out to really test their mettle. And this is another one tonight. The Panthers are going to be kicking off tonight and going to get the, a big test with that defense going against this really successful Cathedral offense. Warway Fields game time temperature is 57 degrees, and David Mauer. Is going to be kicking off instead of Andrew Mueller tonight. Uh, he'll handle the kicking doodle. He's going from right to left. Elder in their white jerseys, white pants with the purple stripes, the purple on the helmet. Meanwhile, almost like the Notre Dame uh, Irish is what Cathedral is. And this one is underway. Uh, and this is a bounce. It's going to take it about the 15-yard line to the 20, the 25. And he's outside to about the 30. And all right about the... 31-yard line. So Indianapolis Cathedral gets ready to get their high-powered offense on there as McCahill will uh, will take the quarterback duties. Did a good job as uh, Jake Langdon had the return. He'll be in the backfield for Indianapolis Cathedral. Again, going from left to right. We are actually outside tonight, uh, right around the 50-yard line. So good seat in the house here in the stands uh, at uh, Arlington High School. So McHale goes under center. He's got Langdon uh, in the backfield. So we'll set up first and 10 at the 30. And McHale looks to throw on first down, throws it down the field, looking, looking, and it is complete at the 26-yard line of Elder. And that is Camden Jordan for Indianapolis Cathedral. And he made a great play. It looked Looked like good coverage by Bartley Thomas, Phil. Yeah, Camden Jordan downfield, step for step. Bartley Thomas was with him. Now, Camden Jordan, I believe, just uh, went into the hall, the the record books here at Indianapolis Cathedral with the most touchdowns all time. They'll set up McHale under center. they got two wide receivers to the left side, and then Jordan is one of them. They go up the middle this time, and it's going to be to the 25-yard line. So it was first and 10 at the 28. They'll move it three yards to the, the 25-yard line. That time Jake Langdon will set it up. Wardway Fuels provides heating and oil and propane for the home business heating needs. Gas grills, pool supplies also available, including parts and service. Wardway Fuels located at the corner of Glenway and Bridgetown at 513-574-0061. Second down at six for Indianapolis Cathedral at the Elder 24. McHale pass. It is complete. Set across to Camden Jordan. Jordan inside the 20. He's about the 15-yard line where they finally get him down. It's Chris Kammer gets uh, gets the tackle. Everything's going real quick right now for Indianapolis Cathedral. Come up to the line. Guys are, are, are lining up getting those calls in, but the thing is they're quick hitters. They're just short drops, getting the ball out there, quick runs so the Panther defense has a real test. They'll set up a first down at 10 at the 15, 10.40 to go. Opening quarter, three wide receivers for Cathedral to the right side. In the backfield is Langdon. They've got McHale out of the shotgun formation. He'll set up now and looking to uh, give it up the middle. He does to Langdon inside the 15 to the 10. He gets a block down inside to around the one yard line. I don't think he got in though, Phil. No. No, he didn't, but, I mean, he's, he's right about there. Uh, they're going to mark this, like you said, probably just about the uh, about the one, a little outside of it. Panther defense has been on their heels this entire drive since it started, since that first strike downfield. Yeah, they got about a 50-yard play on that earlier, and now it's a first down and goal. They'll mark it outside the two-yard line, 10.05 to go, opening quarter. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal here at Arlington High School in Indianapolis. One wide receiver to the left side and one to the right. 
Shotgun for McHale. He's got Langdon to his right side, and they're going to get a timeout here. And uh, with uh, 9.51 to go, we'll keep it here. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Underground Sports Shop, providing the Prep Sports Radio Network with our great-looking shirts, jackets, pullovers, and hats. And they can make your business and organization look professional as well. The Underground Sports Shop and owner Sean Mason supports the broadcast and elder football. 513-751-1662. And uh, that is the Underground Sports Shop. And right now, Phil, it's uh, been all cathedral to start. They, they've taken the possession from their own 30, and they've gone uh, just about 68 yards so far. And Coach Ramsey said that there's no excuses when you take these long bus rides. We did it all last year, you know, making a run up to the state final, so you got to be ready to play when you walk off of the bus. But Indianapolis Cathedral, we know they have that high-powered offense. Uh, their quarterback, you know, you could compare him a little bit to like Matthew Luby, a guy that's got speed who can make a quick decision will take something if it's there. So your defense really has to commit and play what they were taught throughout this week first and goal at the two-yard line 951 to go in the opening quarter cathedral at the elder two-yard line they line up one wide receiver to the right side and jason tibbs they go left side and they've got cameron jordan shotgun for McHale. he gives it to langdon up the middle gets a block and is he in it's going to be close phil I, I think, think he's a little short. They're going to mark him short, but from this angle, I mean, this is, this is a fall forward, go quick, and, and uh, get the quarterback sneak. Second down and goal. The ball spotted at the one-yard line. They line up one wide to the right. Now the quarterback keeper inside the end zone, and that is going to be a touchdown. Let's see. They haven't officially ruled it. It looked like he got in, though, and he did. And finally, a touchdown by McHale. That's a one-yard touchdown run. And right now, Indianapolis Cathedral has a 6 nothing lead. Okay, Hill went under center and went up to right behind the center, rolled off a little bit to the right guard and was able to cross the line there. Panthers got the initial stick but couldn't finish it off. There's an injured Cathedral player on the field right now. On that 70-yard drive, they go about five or six plays, and they do a, a nice job, including the pass uh, of about 50 yards to Camden Jordan. Uh, all of us here at the Prep Sports Radio Network would like to offer our condolences to the family and friends of Dr. Ken Shore, who recently passed away. Ken was a devoted husband and father and loved by all. He was a longtime sponsor of Elder Football here on PSRN and loved the Panthers. He also is a huge fan of Ohio State football and also Xavier basketball. Dr. Ken Shore, you will be greatly missed. 9.20 to go here in the opening quarter. A 6 nothing lead for Cathedral as they uh, try to get... Uh, him off on his own power here, but uh, a little bit. It's uh, Jaden Lee. Uh, looks like uh, one of the uh, offensive linemen. Yeah, Jaden Lee uh, coming off the field with help from his coaches. Six foot, two hundred fifty pound sophomore uh, favoring uh, his his left leg a little bit, and he was right up in the middle on that quarterback sneak on a big push. So get get into the end zone, but now looks like the Cathedral. Might be lining up for two. Yeah, let's see what they do. And normally it would be uh, Ben Gomez to kick the extra point. But you're right, Phil. They might be uh, lining up for two points here. They already lead it six to nothing. We get ready for the extra point or attempt here and see. But it looks like they're going to go McCahill shotgun. They've got Langdon to his right. Wide to the left side is Cam- Camden Jordan. One wide receiver to the right side. Now Jordan goes in motion. And now the give to fake the Langdon. It's going to be McHale up the middle for two points. And that was good. So with 9.20 to go in the opening quarter, it's Indianapolis Cathedral 8, 
And Elder Nothing will take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavia broadcast booth, although, Phil, I can't really call it a booth right now. We're sitting in the stands, but it is a booth to uh, the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth anyway. We'll say it for Elder High School here at Indianapolis Cathedral. We're at uh, Arlington High School. It is 8 to nothing, Indianapolis Cathedral with a, a touchdown run of one yard by McHale and a two-point conversion by McHale, and it is 8 to nothing with 9.20 to go. So Ben Gomez will look to kick it off. He's going to kick it off from his 40. The Panthers, Sabato is out deep. He's back at his five-yard line for the Panthers in their white jerseys tonight on the road here in Indianapolis. It'll be taken to the up back. I believe that's Nicholas. Let's pass, and it is across the 25, and he gets to about the 27-yard line where the Panthers will take over on first down in their first possession. And now we're going to see what Coach Ramsey and the offense has worked on this week. You know, you can use this week. Obviously, you want to de- you, you're looking for a win, but this is a week maybe to try a few things that you put in, getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, maybe, like he said, getting getting Drew throwing the football a little bit more as guys crowding the yard, you know, crowd, crowding the line of scrimmage. So possibly trying a couple of different things, see how they work here early in the first quarter. That's the good part about this game uh, as a tune-up to the playoffs. First down and 10 at the 29-yard line. Hamilton shotgun formation. Zachter goes in motion to the left side, and now he goes and looks again. Hamilton throws. It's complete to Ram. Oh, incomplete. Had it. Be, it looks like he was running before he had it. Well, here's the interesting thing. We're playing on a grass field. Grass field's crown you're not we're not used to that on these flat turf fields and that pass i was talking to coach isley before the game he said watch some of the first passes for us are going to be high and that one was it was a high pass because bet hamilton was up on that crown and he's throwing over towards the numbers which is a little bit lower so it was just a hair high that's one of the adjustments they're going to have to make second down at 10 from the 29 yard line ramsey and neiman lined up wide to the left shotgun for hamilton setting up on the second down play he's got time to throw throws it is complete to neiman at the 45 to the 46 yard line a nice play by by neiman as llewellyn made the tackle for Indianapolis Cathedral. And Neiman continues to pick up from where he, he leaves off week after week, just being a guy that can make those plays, throw it up to him, he'll go get it, and right there, he's basically came down and, and three three Cathedral guys are right there in the area, so he's not afraid to make plays when there are guys around, which is a big pickup to get the Panthers almost up to midfield. Hamilton shotgun, two wide receivers to the right, including Neiman and Ramsey setting up. And now it's Hamilton rolling to his right, looking, going to run it. No, let's see. He's going to try to throw it. He throws it out of bounds. Llewellyn was the only one anywhere near it, uh, the linebacker, and uh, good smart play by Hamilton that time. Yeah, tried to run that roll out there, and in the end just couldn't get the block on a linebacker who came through. So right away Hamilton was already having to step up out of position to where he wanted to be and then just couldn't find anything but made a good decision to just throw it away on first down. Second down at 10. They'll mark it at the 46-yard line. Elder's first possession of the game. It's 8 to nothing. Indianapolis Cathedral. McHale with a touchdown and a two-point conversion. They'll line up wide with Lance Neville to the right side. He's got 
Ramsey along the right side too and looking right now looking left as Hamilton down the field looking for Neiman throws it up there and it is incomplete it is intercepted that is the first interception of the season and that interception was Maxwell Goodburn got the interception for Indianapolis Cathedral yeah ball was just a little high for Neiman down the middle check that was ain't hell sorry just a little high, so he the ball just went over his head, and Cathedral's able to make a good play and take it away from the Panthers. You know, when you got two good teams like this, it is going to come down to which team is going to be able to hold on to the football. And right there, the Panthers, you know, squander an offensive opportunity, so now the defense has to stop this high-powered offense again. First and 10 at the 23-yard line, setting up for Indianapolis Cathedral. Now it's uh, McCahill is going to give it up the middle. And it's across the 25-yard line to about the 26 for Langdon. Galen Mitchell and Samari Freeman kind of uh, bring them down on that. But Cathedral, they, they like the lineup at the line of scrimmage and move, call their plays in. They don't huddle up. So it gives them a, a quick an, a, the ability to go fast if they need to later. Second and seven from the 26. Two wide left, two wide right. Shotgun setting up McCahill. Looking, lowering left side. Throwing. It is in. Oh, did he get it? I don't think it's incomplete. It hit the ground, and that was incomplete. As uh, Camden Jordan made a heck of a try with a diving try, but that was incomplete. Yeah, I mean, that was step for step on the outside. Bartley Thomas and another great ball thrown by McCahill, too. I mean, just putting it in places where only his receivers are going to get it. And like we said earlier, he already has started to remind me of Matthew Luby from that two-point yeah. conversion earlier to the same thing here. Absolutely. Three wide receivers left side, one to the right. McHale's got Langdon in the backfield to his left side on this third and seven from the 26-yard line. Already leading eight to nothing as Indianapolis Cathedral here. And they'll set up another play, and they'll move uh, to the right side as Langdon this time of McHale. And the give is to Langdon across the 25 to the 30, 35 to the 40, and he's out of bounds at the 43-yard line. J.T. Miller and Nicholas Paff got him on the sideline. Panthers just lost outside contain on that as they decided to, to go ahead and hand that football off. So the Panthers just providing chase until really they can cut J.T. and, and Nicholas Paff cut his angle off. 7.35 remaining in the first quarter. It's 8 nothing Indianapolis Cathedral. First down and 10 at their own 42-yard line. Two wide receivers off to the left side. Shotgun McCahill. And a flag down. Elder, I think, jumped in the neutral zone. This one is going to go five more yards. Yep, that is on the Elder Panthers. And the Panthers, uh, unfortunately, get that. Tonight's uh, game, portions of it are sponsored by... Financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley of Cincinnati Wealth Management. You can give them a call at 513 562 8304. First and five at the 47. Two wide receivers left side. No one to the right. McHale's got Langdon to his left side. And they'll set up this play on the first and five from the 47. And McHale gives to Langdon. No, he's going to keep it. He gets across the 45 to the 47. But Galen Mitchell and company uh, stop him along with the Samari Freeman getting a tackle. Yeah, a bunch of Panthers came up to, to clean that one up. Even Luke Flowers got in on the mix on the outside. So coming up on third down here, Jack Tucker's going to come into the football game up front, provide a little bit more of a push uh, on Oh, I'm sorry, second down. I apologize. I forgot that we got the offsides, which plagued us last week against Walnut Hills as well. 
Second down and five. The ball spotted at the 47. 6.25 remaining here in the first quarter. One wide left, one wide right. McHale looking left, throwing. It is complete across the into elder territory at the 46-yard line. Jordan on the reception for Indianapolis Cathedral. Uh, the Panthers getting Andrew Spinney on the tackle. And the elder started out with a three-man front and then shifted right. Willemborg was lined up as a linebacker, and he came down as the left end, but that still didn't really mess with this cathedral line that on film was very impressive with their blocking schemes and footwork up front. And so far, so good. They lead it 8 to nothing with 5.55 remaining first quarter. Their second possession of the game, a first and 10 now at the elder Panther 46-yard line. Two wide receivers left side. They go shotgun, and McCahill gives uh, looking, and he's going to be tackled. J.T. Miller on the tackle along with, look like uh, they got also a little bit of a push from Yako Jordan. Yeah, Yako and J.T. JT was the first man to the spot. Again, that was home where he, he took the ball right out of the belly of his back and, and really didn't expect Elder to to not bite on it, you know, because they had had some success running earlier. But that time, Johnny on the spot causes about about a five-yard loss. Second down and 15. They'll mark it at the 49, so they move backwards. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Make that two to the left now. They go empty backfield. McCahill setting up, looking. Got time, going to run it. He's going to now throw it off to the left side, complete to the 40, 35-30. Down to the 25-yard line, sent um, Menser on the reception. Seth Menser, uh, another running back, and he, he really did a nice job on the outside. Yeah, he was in there as a protecting back, and then as the scramble started, he just leaked out to the sideline. Willenborg flushed him from the pocket, and then the Panthers didn't have anybody in coverage on him as he snuck out, so they make out with a first down there after that big, big sack on first down. First and 10 now at the Elder Panther 27-yard line. Cathedral lines up two wide receivers to the right side and one to the left. McCahill shotgun. He's got setting up in the backfield is Mercer. And now the give to Mercer. And Mercer is going to be tackled. A, a good play by the Elder Panthers. Joey Stemmler got him. Yeah, Joey Stemmler, Luke Flowers helped help to clean that one up. The Elder's defense, though, I mean, they're making their plays. You, you can see them. I mean, this is sometimes it is how they are. They, they make a couple of plays before they string together a full drive. So you're seeing it here. They're starting to figure out what the Cathedral's doing. You watch it on film. It's hard to simulate in practice. Now you see it in person. It, it's it's a little bit easier than you thought. Second down, 9, 26-yard line for Cathedral. 3.50 remaining in the first quarter. They lead it 8 to nothing with their second drive of the game. They line up with those two wide receivers to the right side, including Camden Jordan. And now looking, and the quarterback's going to keep it, and he finally gets nowhere as uh, Andrew Spinney got him, but I think it was also Willenborg got in first. Yeah, that was there was nothing happening there. They were looking to, you know, just make that quick read. Am I going to give you the ball? And, and Elder just had it completely sniffed out, so they had to take you know, the no gain there on third down. So this, this is a big one for the Panthers. You know that the, they're not worried about picking it all up here. They're going to go third and fourth, so Elder's got to make it a long fourth down. Don't make it a fourth and manageable. They have it third and ten at the 27. Two wide receivers to the right side and two to the left. They go shotgun McCahill. He's got in the backfield is Langdon. Now the snap. He's going to look to throw to the right side. He gets hit as he throwed and it is incomplete. JT Miller almost had the interception that was intended for uh, Camden Jordan. 
Yeah, Joey Stemler and Joe Foles and Logan got in there and, and hit the quarterback. So now we got a fourth and ten situation here from the 27. You know they're going to go for it. Uh, you know, not this is not field goal range. So this is an opportunity for the Panther defense to come up with a big stop after that turnover, which will put us back where we, where right where Elder wants to be and, and not let Cathedral turn that turnover into a scoring opportunity. 8-0, they lead it here with a fourth down and 10 at the 27, 2.56 remaining here in the first quarter. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. McHale looks, steps up at the, at the 35, the throw. It is com- incomplete just at the last second. Camden Jordan had it, but it was Chris Kammer got the uh, got his hand in there. Yeah, Juan Strott also made a big play on that. Big pressure from the Panthers, so they were going to force a quick throw, but Elder's able to get off the football field after that turnover. They get a little bit of a drive going, but then the defense holds big to give the Panthers the football in the 27, so they're back to where they want to be. Uh, no score off of the turnover, and we said in games like this, that's big if you get a turnover and you can convert it. So being able to keep them out is a huge advantage for the Panthers. Well, Hamilton's first interception of the year, and now he's got a first and 10 of his own 27-yard line. It's going to be uh, Cooper Johnson, and Cooper gets across the 35. Uh, right around the 35-yard line is where they get it. But Cooper, a good run of about eight yards for Elder. Cooper Johnson can be a, a hidden gem for the Panthers, guy that is not every week getting a ton of carries. But when he does, and he can really, you know, Forced the other the defense's hand a little bit to be a little bit more honest. Besides just looking for six and twelve, now you got to worry about thirty-two. It's a big problem. Second and four from the thirty-four. Going to be Ramsey this time. Ramsey across the thirty-five to the forty, and let's see, got about to the forty-four yard line. A gain of ten. It'll be a first down for the Panthers. Nick Hudson Miller finally tripped uh, tripped him up for the. For, the, for, for Cathedral, but there's Drew Ramsey doing what he does best, just getting the ball upfield. You know, a lot of times, too, when you watch him run, he does a good job of running north and south. He's, he's not a big guy who likes to dance a lot moving. He just hits the hole and he goes. First and 10 for the Panthers at their own 42, a minute 50 to go, 8 nothing. Indianapolis Cathedral on top, two wide receiver to the right. And now Cooper Johnson gets the handoff across the 40. He's out to the 44-yard line, a gain of a couple on the play. And Indianapolis Cathedral does a, a good job of stacking them up as uh, Brosner, uh, Bronner rather, gets the uh, tackle. Yeah, Jack, Kai, yeah, Kai Bronner. Yeah, and Jack Coheen as well comes in there with the assist. So... Not a lot doing on that, on that first down, but still, I mean, a second and eight is is still manageable. Second and eight from the 44, a minute 15 to go here in the opening quarter. Elder trailing at eight to nothing, but they have the football now. Hamilton shotgun formation. Larkin goes in motion, and they're moving to the left. It's going to be Sabato in motion, and now Hamilton's going to be sacked back at the 36-yard line. And a tackle by number 43 for Indianapolis Cathedral, Jaden Scruggs. With a big play, the defensive end. Just got that push on the outside uh, that enabled that pocket to collapse so quickly on Ben Hamilton as he was looking downfield trying to get a play uh, and just couldn't get anything going. They're going to mark it at the 37-yard line. I think it's a little third and 15 now. Three wide receivers for the Panthers to the left side. 
Hamilton setting up one to the right, looking to his left, now going to go over the middle. Sabato, and it's incomplete, a little bit overthrown. Good coverage by Llewellyn back for Indianapolis Cathedral, and it's going to be a, a fourth down coming up for the Panthers. Yeah, just just no chance on that one there. The defense did a good job of walling off Marcus Sabato so he couldn't get up the field a little bit further. And you go back on that last one, you know, big sack on, on that play, but also one of the things that they'll see over on the sideline, the offensive line, is they, they got bull rushed on the outside. So you're going to have to make some adjustments there so that you don't have that bull rush and the linebacker coming in to clean it up. Ramsey on this fourth and 15 at the 37, lines up at his 23, and now looks and he's going to kick it. Nobody back for Indianapolis Cathedral. It's going to bounce at the 27 and still rolling to about the 23-yard line where Austin Wanstrott will finally give it to the referee. That was close. Low snap. Drew Ramsey, his knee was pretty darn close to down, but it wasn't. Iran's Roost uh, Restaurant and Pub, a West Side landmark for over 60 years. They're proud to su- support elder football besides the city's best fried chicken. The Roost also features barbecued ribs, German sauerbraten, burgers, wings, homemade Saratoga chips, coleslaw, and cream pies. Enjoy the patio, 20 TVs every day for lunch or dinner, dine under carry out. Race Road in Bridgetown, Ron's Roost. It's clucking good. Right now, 13.76 of the clock left here in the opening quarter. Cathedral with their third possession. They lead it 8 to nothing here in the first quarter. First and 10 at their own 23-yard line. And McCahill will set up with a shotgun. He's got two wide receivers to the right. And now the fake to Langdon. He's going to keep it himself. Across the 25, and he's out to the 29-yard line. A gain of six. But that will be the final play of the first quarter. And Indianapolis Cathedral does what they want to do in this first quarter. They lead it 8 to nothing over Elder. We'll take a timeout at the end of the first quarter of play with the score. Indianapolis Cathedral 8 and Elder nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper's been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet from our family to yours. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. We are at Arlington High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. Tonight we are outdoors at the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth, and it is a it is a gorgeous night for football. Fifty seven degrees at kickoff and a grass field for the first time for Elder since two thousand and seven. And it's a it's a night. I mean. They took over working on the facility last fall, so the field is really coming up to par. And grass fields obviously take a beating throughout the year, but it still looks great right now. Two wide receivers to the right side and one to the left. McCahill goes in the shotgun and now throws it across the middle. It is complete to the 39-yard line. Chris Kammer on the tackle, and that was complete to uh, number 22. Michael Page got the reception, the wide receiver. 
The Elders' defense would be great if they could come up with another big stop, get the offense out on the field like they did on the last possession, but that was a pretty quick turnaround, you know, for, for Elders' offense not on the field very long, and a defense had to come right back out. First and 10, they'll mark it at the 40, 11.35 to go, second quarter, 8-0, Indianapolis Cathedral on top, uh, setting up this possession. The uh, Elders stopped them on the last possession on a fourth down, so Elders had an interception, Ben Hamilton's first of the year. They go in motion, we're going to get a flag, and a little false start by Indianapolis Cathedral, I believe. I think that is uh, what they're going to call. Yeah, trying to pull yeah. pull from the backside, and that backside guard, I think, got a little little excited to, to make sure he, he made his assignment, and he, he pulled up a little too soon. Kelsey Chevrolet has opened the Tri-State's newest and largest pre-owned car superstores, selling all makes and models from their family to yours. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at Kelsey Chevrolet on Lawrenceburg on Route 50, KelseyChef.com. First down at 15 from the 35. It's 11 minutes and 5 seconds to go here in quarter number 2. Rolling McCahill looking to throw to the right. It is complete across the 45 to the 46-yard line of Michael Page again. And he's had two receptions on this drive already. A nice play. Just a lot of lot of window dressing there and then able to sneak Page through on an out route to the sideline to, 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 break, to get the 10-yard gain to basically erase that penalty. So the market's second down and four now at the 46-yard line. 10.35 to go, second quarter, 8-0 Cathedral. Three wide receivers to the left side. McHale, shotgun, he's got Langdon in the backfield to his left side. No one to the right side, just the three wide receivers to the left. And now McHale looks, and now he gives it to Langdon across the 45 and out of bounds at about the 47-yard line. Nicholas Papp forced him out of bounds to the right. Yeah, Andrew Spinney got up the line, too, made him adjust his angle uh, and pushed through. So the defense, they forced the third down, and it's third and four. We know this is very manageable for Cathedral, uh, but Elder's defense before, we saw them hold. So at the middle of the field, if they can get a stop here, you would think Cathedral would be punting the football. So they just got to stop them on, on this crucial third down. Third down and four at the 46, 10-18 to go in the second. Two wide receivers left side, one to the right. But Cahill looks to throw, looks to the throw, and it's complete. It's security blanket across the 45 into Elder Territory at the 41-yard line. And Camden Jordan, again, you keep calling his name, and he just does a great job. Yeah, he sat there. It was a perfect pass real quick. And he did a good job of coming up, making the catch, and turning up field. So quick first down on the pickup. First and 10, they'll mark it at the Elder Panther, 41, 8 to nothing. Cathedral with the lead, 9.55 remaining here in the second quarter. They line up wide to the right side. Setting up is Miller to the right side for Indianapolis Cathedral. They go two wide receivers to the left. They go in motion to the right, and now it's going to give to Langdon up the middle. Inside the 40, 35. He's got to the 30. He breaks the tackle, 25 to the 20, and he's out at the 19-yard line. Joey, actually the 16, Joey Stemler and Chris Kamer got him. Otherwise, he would have broke it for more. Low man's going to win on that. A lot of elder guys standing up and reaching, just not able to bring him down until after he sheds a couple of tackles and gets into the defensive, gets into the defensive backfield. Lang, Langdon's lining up at six foot 200 pounds. So I mean, he's a workhorse back there. You're not going to bring him down with just simple tackle. An elder got to do a better job. He'll set up a first and ten at the 17-yard line. And now McHale's going to keep it inside the 15. He's all alone in the end zone for the touchdown. Left side, he just kind of faked everybody out. And he went 17 yards for a cathedral touchdown. 
Just working, the, you know, the zone reads there, just deciding to keep that ball, and he bounces outside as he saw all Elder going inside, keying in, you know, on the running back, and just saw his lane and got outside and, and, and got a touchdown. So great job by Cathedral to make that read. Elder's defense got to be frustrated. You had him at a, at, a, at a third and four in the middle of the field and weren't able to convert. Ben Gomez will look to add this extra point. It's 14-0 Cathedral looking to add one more. Here comes the snap, the hold, the kick is up, and it is good. So with 9.03 remaining in the second quarter, it's Indianapolis Cathedral 15 and the Elder Panthers nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue and Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal in Indianapolis, Indiana. And the Irish have a 15-0 lead. It's been the McHale show. He scored on a one-yard run. He also had a two-point conversion. And then a 17-yard run, which he just got to the left side and no one was near. Yeah, and the evaluation, uh, uh, I, I think it was LaSalle last week, it, it told the elder coaches, Luby. Yeah, and so far I feel like it's exactly what, you know, Matthew Luby brought to the table for the Panthers last year. And it looks like Sabato is back deep, and now they're going to get it's Neiman at the 30, at the 28-yard line where he'll take it. And just a quick uh, mention here, uh, thanks to Kevin Welch for getting us this information, but apparently we've got listeners in 16 states listening to this game in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois, Virginia, Mississippi. Wow, a little Mississippi. We got Florida, California, Idaho, North Carolina, South Carolina, Michigan, New York, Massachusetts, Wisconsin, and Alabama. So thanks to everybody listening across. Uh, we are proud to bring you this game tonight. 15-0. Indianapolis Cathedral has the lead. The Panthers will get this possession. And it'll be a first and 10 at the 28. Their third possession of the game with nine minutes and one second left here in quarter number two. Hamilton uh, with the shotgun. He's got setting up. Now looking. Now to give up the middle. It's going to be typical run up the middle for the Panthers. And that's Cooper Johnson. And Johnson gets to about the 30-yard line. David Gould makes the tackle for Cathedral. Cathedral went with a three-man front, kind of shifted to the right. Gould was a stand-up end on the right side. And he's able to just come through, just shed a block. Cooper Johnson still, he's trying to run the opposite side, and he, he just came down downhill and made a nice play. Second down and nine at the 29 for the Panthers. Left to right they go of your radio dial. Two wide receivers to the left side. Schlachter goes in motion. Now the fake to Cooper Johnson. The completion to Neiman across the 40 to the 41-yard line. And Scotty Neiman gets into the action. His first uh, reception. Had a cross, and it's 8 minutes and 18 seconds left here in quarter number 2. Take a look at some of the stats uh, we'll get to in a second from the first quarter. But it's been all Indianapolis Cathedral so far. They lead it 15 to nothing. As Langdon has 39 yards on the ground for Indianapolis Cathedral. First down and 10 at the 41 for the Panthers. 
One wide receiver left, two to the right. And now the direct snap, it's going to be Ramsey across the 45 to the 47-yard line for the Panthers. A six-yard gain will get about to the third down for the Panthers. Foles and Logan pulling on that play from the left side of the line, kind of being that lead blocker for Ramsey to follow. He did a good job getting to his assignment and getting upfield. So the Panthers turn this into a great opportunity at second and five. Second and five, as I I said third by mistake, it's second down and five. Ramsey off to the left side as a wide receiver along with Scotty Neiman. Hamilton, the quarterback, he's got Cooper Johnson to his left. And now the fake to Johnson, the throw to the left side, complete to Ramsey, but he had to go up high to get it at the 49-yard line. It's only a gain of three, and now it'll be third down coming up. Yeah, so third and short, the ball is high. Ramsey wasn't going to pick up anything extra on it, but a good job to go up and make that catch so you make it a short third down instead of a third and five and allow Cathedral to apply that pressure that they have before knowing that it's going to be throwing a throwing down. 6.50 to go in the second quarter, uh, 15-0 now. Cathedral on top over Elder. Third and two at the 49. It's going to be Ramsey setting up. Two wide receivers to the right. Ramsey going to keep it. Ramsey looking, spins inside the 50 to the 48-yard line of Indianapolis Cathedral, and that is enough for a first down for the Panthers. Yeah, I think they're going to move the sticks once they... uh... Yeah, once they spot the football, going to move it. So Elder's able to pick it up, gets on the outside. You know, when that, when that stuff happens, you know, Drew Ramsey, uh, quarterback, Ben Hamilton's lined up usually down on the far right side. And, again, look for some of that stuff in the back pocket. Maybe not this week, but maybe the playoffs, you know, you might see a couple of times that that ball gets thrown out. First and 10 at the 49, two wide receiver to the right. Hamilton's got all kinds of time. Throws it. He's got Neiman wide open. God, he just could not get it. Incomplete right around the 25-yard line. And that was, he was all by himself. Uh, I mean, that's just, that, that's, hey, the stadium, hey, you could hear it. It was a collective sigh from both sides of the field. Ne- Neiman kind of, I think he just, he knew how open he was. And when he caught that football, he he wanted to turn before he had it. I mean, those, those are little mistakes that, that happen sometimes. And, and you're going to want that one back, but. Don't, don't worry about it. Just go make go make the next play. Second down at 10 from the 49. Three wide receivers to the right and one to the left side. Hamilton, now it's going to be Ramsey at quarterback. Inside the 50, spins at the 45 to about the 44-yard line of Cathedral. Tackle by Kai Bruner, Browner, rather. Yeah, the first guy to it was, it was Jeff Utzinger, who stopped Ramsey basically in his tracks there. Uh, it, it looked like he was going to have to field. Ramsey tried to put on a little bit of spin move, but Utzinger squared him up, hit him, didn't wrap him up, but it was, it was enough to, to slow him down and for the rest of the defense coming in and clean it up. Third and five from the 44, 5.32 to go in the second quarter, 15 nothing Cathedral. Now looking, Hamilton steps up, throws, looking for Neiman again. This time he's got it at the 25 to the 24-yard line, a gain of 20 for Scotty Neiman, and that time he gets right back at it. Yeah, and that's exactly what you got to do. Bronner's covering him at five foot ten, you know, and Nemo's, as we always say every week, listed at six foot six. So Scotty Neiman goes out, and I mean that's an easy play over the top, but make the next play. Okay, sure, sure you have that other one looming in your head, but that's what you do. You make the next play, and it's easy to roll. Five oh three left here in the second quarter. First and ten for the Panthers. They'll mark it at the twenty-five. Ramsey at quarterback. Ramsey looking, spinning inside the twenty-five. 
five, and not much more than that to the 24-yard line he goes. A gain of about a yard if they give him that. They might just put it right back at the line of scrimmage, and they do. Yeah, Jack Goheen gets the tackle on that one. He came up field, and Zach Schlachter wasn't able to really get his shoulders turned and wall him off. He was able to get it on the inside and just force his way down the line. Second down and 10. They'll mark it at the 25 of Cathedral. The Panthers trailing 15 to nothing. 4.25 remaining here in the second quarter. Neiman and Ramsey line up as wide receivers to the left side. And they'll set up now to the left side. It's Neville to the right side, rather. Now Sabato goes in motion to the left, looking. And now he's going to throw it to Sabato, the left side inside the 25, 20, 15, 10. And he's out of bounds. And it's hard to tell from this angle, but it looked like he got inside the five, Phil. Yeah, you, they might be marking him just a little bit outside. Like you said, the angle is hard, and, and as the whole play was going over there, I think they're going to mark him at about, looks like at about the, maybe the seven. Okay, but it'll be first down and goal for the Panthers. They'll mark it at the Cathedral seven. Four minutes remaining here in the second quarter. Hamilton at quarterback, two wide receivers to the right. Cooper Johnson in the backfield to give to Cooper. Cooper bouncing it off and gets to about the one-yard line, so a gain of six for Cooper Johnson, and he wasn't going to be denied. He was. He kept moving his head. Yeah, and again, he's another guy. He just runs upfield. He runs hard, and on the last one, Sabato, when he caught that ball, his focus was solely on the sticks. I mean, he just went straight at it. He wasn't going to dance. He was making sure Elder picked up the first down. So it's second down and goal. They spot it right around the two-yard line. Setting up two wide receivers to the right side. And now they set up. And it's going to be Cooper Johnson again and doesn't get in this time. And a good block by Schlachter to to open up the the hole on that. And he was able to get there. But Anthony Kwiatkowski came down the line from the opposite side. I mean, a guy that you're not thinking is going to come and make a play. So on that block, he's not touched. But he made the play and stopped it. They marked it at the two. So it's third down and goal. And now it's going to be Ramsey. Ramsey into the end zone. Touchdown, Elder Panthers. And it's Drew Ramsey. Good job by the line blocking up front. Got a hat on a hat and opened up a lane. You know, on that last one, like we said, there was a lane, but a guy came from down the line from the opposite side, and there Elder was able to wall it off enough so that nobody could come down and make that play. Ramsey does what he does best, hit, hits the hole and, and just goes north and south. So the Panthers look to, look to put another one up on the board here with new kicker Mauer. Yeah, Mauer replacing uh, Mueller is out for this game. And now they get ready for the snap. Wanstrot to hold. The kick is no good. It got blocked. So with three minutes to go in the second quarter, it's Indianapolis Cathedral 15 and the Elder Panthers 6. We'll take a timeout of the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428, and brozartpharmacy.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230, or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Lund Harvey and Phil Bengal in Indianapolis, Indiana. The Panthers score on a two-yard touchdown run by Drew Ramsey. 
Uh, they trail 15-6. to six. The extra point was no good. Meanwhile, Indianapolis Cathedral got a two-point conversion on their first touchdown. So 15-6 to six is where we are, but a good entertaining first half of play, just three minutes to go. Yeah, again, glad that the elder offense able to get the ball down the field, put together a drive, get it in the end zone. Sometimes that shakes the cobwebs off. You know, the only problem, though, is that the Panthers, uh, you know, need to stop this high-power Cathedral offense, which has the ability to put the ball in the end zone in this three minutes here. Max LaMasters will kick it off for Elder. They're experimenting a little bit with Mueller out across the 15 to the 20, 25-30, and he gets down the sidelines and around the 39-yard line before Bartley Thomas knocked him out of bounds. Yeah, Galen Mitchell there as well, so running up the field, just trying to to tiptoe on that sideline a little bit. Sarar took a a little bit of an odd-bounce kick, but... Good field position. Almost out of your market about the 39. And we know the Cathedral is used to going fast, so let's see what they try to do here. And it's a first down at 10. They'll mark it at the 39-yard line. Three wide receivers to the right side and one to the left side. The lineup shotgun. Mikhail is going to give it to Langdon. Langdon's going to get tackled in the backfield by Penny right at the, by Spinney rather, right at the 33-yard line. Big tackle by Spinney. Spinney came up the field and just met him before he could go anywhere and wrapped up and drove him backwards and dropped another. I'm going to mark it uh, about a two-yard loss on that one, though. Again, a good spot, actually, across the 37-yard line as the scoreboard is out here. Uh, they set up Mikhail looking to throw. It is complete to the tight end across the 40. He's at the 45 to the 46-yard line as Brandon Wooten on the reception for Indianapolis Cathedral. Yeah, so we're going to have a clock issue here. They're going to talk about keeping it on the field. Obviously, they're just having a problem up in the booth. I mean, believe me, with all, all the stuff that we have to do at Elder, sometimes yeah. those uh, scoreboard units, they just don't, they just don't work. Uh, it, it, it's... A lot of people sometimes in the stands don't understand it. It's, we're not we're not doing anything on purpose. It's just no. something just broke. It's not communicating. So uh, 254 was when they ran their first play, and it should have been a loss. So the clock should have been running through there, and then it should have been running on that last play too. So now they're just resetting the whole board. Uh, I'm not sure what time they're going to tell them to put up here, but I would think there would at least be – at least 20, 25, 30 seconds as a runoff. Yeah, so it's probably about two and a half left. It's 15 to 6. The Irish have the lead. They have the football at the 46-yard line. It is a first down. So we'll see uh, for this particular game. A business owner is frustrated with your computer at network systems. Well, get help from the pros at Fuller Information Technology. Computers, networks, phone systems. Contact 71 Elder Grad Tom Waltner at Fuller to get the help you need. Check them out on the web at fullerinfotech.com. Proud supporter of Elder Football. So, yeah, so we're just going to keep the clock yeah. on the field here, and I thought I heard somebody say something about 214. 214 with, oh, we'll just say, a third down coming up with about uh, four or five yards to go. Here's McHale looking to throw, and it is complete, and it is uh, right around the 46-yard line of Elder, and it's that man again, uh, number four, and it's... Uh, Interesting because Camden Jordan just keeps on catching it. Yeah, it just makes a big play there. Panthers able to bring him down. A clock rolls as they pick up the first down. Still not sure what the, the actual clock is reading, so we'll go off the officials. Set it up right now, and we go. 
And it's a give up the middle. It's going to be Langdon. Langdon at the 40, 35. And he gets to the 25, 20, 15. Oh, no, he's right around the 20-yard line. Langdon gets to the elder 20. And a first down there. Yeah, Yakko Georges cleans up, but he's he's hurt on that hit. He got hit low. He's hurt. Yeah, that uh, we'll see how, how that goes. 15 to 6. Yeah, he's walking off on his power. It looked a little bit worse the way he was kind of moving around on the field. But he's going to come off, but not after the Panthers give up a huge, yeah. huge game. Huge game. We have a scoreboard issue here. So right now they're keeping the time on the field, approximately about two minutes, give or take. Coming up at halftime, it'll be the Caldwell Banker Westchell halftime report with the guys from an undisclosed location, doing an excellent job as always. And we'll set up a first down for Indianapolis Cathedral. One wide receiver to the left side, and now two to the right. McHale, shotgun. He's got a man to the left side. And now the fake, and McHale looks to throw. He's got a blitz coming, and it is almost intercepted. Panthers get a good break there as a tip on it. Flowers almost came up with that on the ground. Yeah, great pressure by Nicholas Paff and, and Willenborg, who was able to get back there. Jack Willenborg just shed his block on the roll, so they force, force that incomplete pass, almost interception. Clock stops, though. Not sure how much. we got to be ticking towards about a minute and a half. And uh, with the clock at a second down and 10 at the 20-yard line. McCahill, shotgun. He's got one wide receiver to the left and two to the right side. Getting ready is McHale looking to throw, and he throws it. It is incomplete. J.T. Miller almost had the interception for Indianapolis. Excuse me, for Elder. Yeah, Elder, though, is going to get hit with a pass interference on this. You can see it here. Elder had a hand wrapped around, pulled a jersey right at the neck down so you can see his shoulder pads. The official on the sideline was blocked, so people thought the flag, we're surprised the flag didn't come in so quick. But Panthers here going to give up, a, give up a, a big penalty as they were hoping to get a stop there. So now they'll move the football to the 10-yard line. And Indianapolis Cathedral looking to score before halftime. They lead it 15-6, to approximately about a minute to go here on a first down at the 10-yard line. Three wide receivers to the right side. McHale, shotgun. He's got Langdon in the backfield to the right. And now he looks looking to throw, and it's complete inside the five to about the two-yard line. It's Jaron Tibbs. Gets the, car- gets the catch. So let's see. Nicholas Paff got the tackle. Now we got a timeout. So with... Uh, I think they said 25 seconds. Okay. Well, football season begins hot and humid, then finishes cold and frigid. Schmidt Heating and Cooling wants you to keep your family comfortable no matter what the weather. Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. They've been family-owned and operated since 1954 and give you the straight answers and the help you're looking for with your system. Schmidt Heating and Cooling, proud to support 
Elder football. And coming up at halftime, don't forget the Caldwell Banker West Shell halftime report with Mark Bangle, Steve Bangle, Tom Kennedy from an undisclosed location. So now we've got second down. They're going to mark it right around the three-yard line. Not sure of the time remaining, but it's probably about 25 to 30 seconds. They go in motion, and now the give, and it's going to be a touchdown for Indianapolis Cathedral. And uh, on that, Camden Jordan with the two-yard run. That was like a tip-off. I mean, they just, the snap came back. Camden Jordan was already in motion, and McCahill just basically caught that and tipped it right to him. It was so fast. Panther defense really couldn't even get upfield. So Cathedral's able to execute and put the ball in the end zone, starting this drive at about the 254 minute. So right now it's 21 to 6. And Gomez looks to add the extra point, and this is good. So approximately 15 seconds or so left in this first half. We'll take a timeout, and it's 22 to 6. Indianapolis Cathedral on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, or on the web at Hoding.com. Welcome back. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal here in Indianapolis, and it's 22-6 Indianapolis Cathedral with the lead. The scoreboard is out here, so we're just kind of going, playing it by ear. There's about 10 seconds, 15 seconds left here in this first half. And the Panthers will get the ball. The kick by Gomez is going to be a short one. Taken at the up back at the 30-yard line, right around the 35-yard line on the left side of the field. Yeah, I think it was Flowers who caught that one. Probably the Panthers are going to take the, take a knee here. I would think they're going to get the football back at the start of the third quarter, so they're going to be happy to just go in halftime right now, especially with there being maybe only about 10, 10 15 seconds to go. And right now we're just about ready to start the halftime but they're going to see again no clock but the Panthers have the ball first and 10 at their own 33 and now it's going to be Ramsey Ramsey across the 35 and he'll get taken down around the 37 yard line and still with it let's see Um, they have not indicated how much time again no scoreboard here at Indianapolis Cathedral. It is 22 to 22-6. We've got a few ticks left, and that is going to do it. That is the end of the second quarter with the score. Indianapolis Cathedral 22, the Elder Panthers 6. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with the Caldwell Banker West Shell Halftime Report on the Prep Sports Radio Network. 
La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group knows just how much this season means to you and the team. We also know how much it means to have a doctor you trust with your health. The Urology Group has 37 physicians, including five right here in the west side. Also, Drs. Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our Mercy Hospital office. Learn more or schedule an appointment at urologygroup.com. Proud to support elder football. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Dave Ramsey here. As a business owner, you don't have time to worry about your network. Fuller Information Technology, Cincinnati's IT department, can assess your network needs, stabilize any immediate issues, and manage your network. They've been helping businesses for over 20 years. So whether you have 50 employees or you're a one-person office, Fuller Information Technology can provide the IT support that you need. FullerInfotech.com. FullerInfotech.com. This is Deacon Mark Machuga, Director of the Office of the Diaconate. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Coldwell Banker West Shell Realty Halftime Report. Now, let's go back and break down all the first half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. All righty. Welcome back to little high school football action here, and we're coming to you from the west side of town, uh, not up in Indianapolis. Uh, 22 to 6 is the halftime score. Cathedral up over the Panthers, and guys, we mentioned it in the pregame show how unusual it is for this year with the COVID rules and how everything is going. Uh, a little too loud over yeah, here, guys. Yeah. So, uh, how, how everything is going. Uh, for with the playoffs are already set, the pairings are already set. You know, you want to get out of this game, learning about your team, and you're going up against probably one of the premier teams, without a doubt, in the entire state of Indiana. Uh, and, and they have weapons on offense and great defense. We talk about all that, yeah. and and it's playing out true. Elder missed on some uh, key areas tonight uh, that. Uh, you know, first interception by Ben Hamilton, and uh, yeah. you know, since that. But uh, down twenty-two to six, uh, you know, you're gonna you want to turn this thing around and get a win, but you just want to get out of here and improve the team. You really do, and it, it'd be uh, interesting to see what what Doug's telling the guys at halftime. But exactly what you're saying, Mark, it's uh, you don't want to lead it off by saying let's stay healthy because when you start thinking that way, then that's when something happens. So you just got to come out. Uh, play physical, play smart, uh, try to get a turnover or two and, and and get the ship turned around. Elder gets the ball first in the second half and, uh, and just see what happens. But like you said, it's a, Doug said it too, it's an odd year. They're in the playoffs. We're going to talk after the game with Joe Harbin about uh, the, the seedings and, and, and who's playing whom and things 
like that. But, but right now, uh, you know, they just need to uh, uh, play hard and, and see what they can, you know, kind of break into this deficit a little bit and try to make it a better game than it has been so far in the first, uh, you know, the first half. They've shown they can move the ball, and like you said, Tom, they get the ball first in the second half. So I think it'll be uh, pretty interesting to, to see what you know what, what they can do if they can uh, get a score on the first drive. They're back in the ball game. Steve, let's go over to you now. Uh, there's other action throughout the area on the last regular season night of high school football in the city and we're tracking some big scores and what what action do we have in at half all right in the gcl south action tonight uh, at LaSalle, it's been kind of a back and forth affair there and uh, right now LaSalle's pulled ahead 17 to 10 uh, over the molar crusaders in gmc action colrain just barely over hamilton right now seven to nothing it's uh princeton 13 fairfield three Lakota West hanging on over Mason tonight, seven to nothing. And uh, the game right by us, uh, it's uh, Lakota East 28, Oak Hills seven. Cincinnati Hills League action, We've got one score reporting in Madeira 14, Reading nothing. Eastern Cincinnati Conference action, the, the home home field advantage is holding in this one tonight. Milford travels to Anderson and they're down 21 to nothing. Loveland travels to Kings and they're and Loveland is down. Seven to nothing, Kings over Loveland, and Lebanon hosting Little Miami is up 27 to nothing, and the Winton Woods uh, going for with a victory tonight, the the first year back in a league, they also have the opportunity with a win tonight to get the first outright ECC title back in the league with, with their win with a win tonight. Right now they're up 14 to seven over Turpin, who is the opposite number of Turpin wins Turpin get the share of the title. So uh, so Winton Woods Warriors, they're, they're on a roll and doing to the ECC what they've done to every other team. Strong program. In the, in the tri-state, yes. Uh, in Southwest Ohio Conference Actions, Harrison 7, Edgewood 7. And Mount Healthy is down to Ross. This game's gone back and forth. Uh, Mount Healthy went up 14-13. to 13. Ross scored again and went up 20-14. to 14. So at the half, it's Ross 20 Mount Healthy, 14. Miami Valley Conference action is Clark, well, not non-league action within within the league. Clark Montessori, 22. Miami Valley Christian Academy, nothing. Roger Bacon, 34. North College Hill, Zippo, uh, uh, Summit Country Day, 7. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, not at, at 7. In Southern Buckeye Conference, it's Western Brown, 35. Batavia, 6. Bethel Tate, 14. Fayetteville Perry, Nothing. Claremont Northeastern over Williamsburg, seven to nothing. Clinton Massey and Wilmington knotted at seven. Blanchester seven. East Clinton nothing. Goshen fourteen. New Richmond six. Other action: it's Monroe seven. Middletown Mason six. South of the border in Kentucky, Campbell County over uh, over Pikeville fourteen to eight. It's uh, Sire fourteen. Holy Cross nothing. Scott and Ryle, we've got a close one. Scott up right now, Scott County up right now, seven to nothing, seven to six over Ryle in Indiana. East Central all over Connersville, thirty-five to seven, and South Dearborn six, Franklin County nothing. Those are all the scores right now, Mark and Tom at or near the half. All right, and thanks to everyone listening tonight, uh, all around the area and all around the country. Uh, we have reports in from a. Uh, People are listening in 16 different states, uh, and it, it grows and grows as the night progresses, so we appreciate you listening. Uh, 
to either EHS Sports or SacredHeartRadio.com. Uh, the technology allows you to do that, and, and thanks again. We appreciate the listenership. We're going to take a quick time out. We come back. We're looking at the keys of the game uh, for the second half and some stats right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230, or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. For an easy shopping experience and unbelievable deals, it's Joseph Toyota on Coleraine and josephtoyota.com. By shopping online, you can value your trade-in and make your own deal all from the comfort of your own home. And every new car purchase includes the Joseph Toyota Advantage of a lifetime powertrain warranty, $500 towards your next trade-in, free shuttles for service, and a whole host of other benefits. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from us. Joseph Toyota, 9101 Coleraine Avenue and at josephtoyota.com. Proud to support elder football. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999, and on the web at Mercy. I'm Father Jacob Vargas from St. Peter and Paul, California, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. And we're back. It's halftime, and the halftime score is Cathedral 22, the Elder Panther 6. And, uh, Tom, uh, your thoughts on the first half? Uh, not surprised, really, uh, Cathedral got the ball first, and they they methodically ran down the field and scored. And the the, the uh, going for the two points was a little little bit surprising to me, but nonetheless, Steve said it well for his keys of the game for Cathedral. They they needed to get off to a quick start, and that they did. Uh, another thing that, that kind of reminded me is when we uh, talked about the first half. This is not the first time that an opponent of Elders has scored within the last minute of the half. I think LaSalle did it, if I'm not mistaken. Moeller might have done it. And, uh, and it, it happened again with like 10 or 15 seconds left in the half. Uh, Cathedral ran the ball in and, and, and you know, made it from a 15-6 to six score uh, to a 22-6 to six halftime score. So uh, you said it best, Mark. Uh, Cathedral's a great team. They have great talent. They're on their home field. Uh, everything's going their way. Uh, and it, this is going to be a good test for the Elder Panthers, uh, you know, uh, to see how stout they can come out and play in the second half and how disciplined they need to be. Uh, but, you know, if I could quickly go through some of the first half stats, it's easy to see uh, why we are where we are at halftime. Um, Cathedral hit 246 total yards in the first half, 142 via the pass, and 104 rushing. And they rushed the ball 16 times for those 104 yards, and that's right on track 
with what Cathedral did against both LaSalle and St. X. Uh, Elder, on the other hand, totaled first half yards of 102. Uh, they ran, uh, rushed for 33 yards, and they passed for 69 yards, and Drew Ramsey with the only touchdown via the run in the first half for the Panthers. Uh, ben Hamilton, 5 for 10, 69 yards and one pick, first one of the year. Uh, receiving yards, Scotty Neiman, 3 for 48 yards. Uh, Marco Sabato, Sabato, excuse me, 1 for 18 yards. And Drew Ramsey, 1 for 3. On the rushing, it was uh, Drew Ramsey, 7 rushes for 24 yards. Uh, Cooper Johnson, 5 touches for 16 yards. And uh, uh, and that basically takes care of that. So uh, it didn't surprise me, Mark. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if I could quickly do some, some, I guess, keys for the Elder Panthers in the second half. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, I continue, they're going to need to continue to sling the ball around the field, like I said in the first half, more now than ever, because uh, it's a pretty stout defense by the uh, Fighting Irish, and, and, and Ben's just going to have to sling the ball around and, and see if they can kind of uh, get back into the game, and then from there, hopefully get a couple stops on defense, and maybe they can turn uh, uh, Cathedral over and then get back into the game, but uh, it, it, it's a tall task, and right now, it's going to be uh, if they can kind of get back in the game, make it competitive, go for it. If not, see what happens and get out of here and see, get ready for Fairfield next week. Steve, uh, obviously Cathedral is having a banter year, 6-0, and and uh, probably, as we said, the, the premier team in the state of Indiana. Uh, they just want to continue and get out of here with a win and, and do that. But, uh, you know, one thing on the other side of the ball, I, you know, one, one one person that makes great adjustments is Brett Kern, and I, you know, I think that uh, I, that's one of those things you you, you makes kind of hopeful and and that that they can kind of put a muzzle on things and and hopefully get an offensive uh, score here as they get the ball back in the second half. Yeah, when they get the ball back, uh, you know, it's not incumbent that they score right away, but they they need to, like you said, Brett Kern and the defense. Need, they need to, 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 to turn off the, the, the faucet, which is the, uh, the offense of uh, the Fighting Irish and the Cathedral right now. And they need to get a few stops and, and get uh, the, the defense off the field, get the offense back on the field. And they've shown that they can move the ball against this tough team. They just need to keep it rolling. So, you know, I, I think keys for Cathedral, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, let it roll. I mean, just keep on coming. they got they got all, all phases of the game right now in, in play. They just need to remember that Elder's going to keep coming at them all four quarters, and uh, if they let down, you know, they, they could let the, the window open for the Elder Panthers to get back in this game. Well, that's all the time we have, but I do want to make a plug for the post-game show. Stay tuning, tuned in after the game to Prep Sports Radio Game Night. We will take over uh, after the game. We have special guest Joe Harvin coming out. The playoffs uh, have been scripted. We know who's playing who. We're going to go through the entire uh, bracket, look at some other key matchups throughout the state. There's lots to talk about. Obviously, uh, this game scores, highlights. Hey, it's a great night. Keep your fire pit going. Hope you got enough logs in the fire because yeah. it's a chilly one. We're outside as well. So uh, we hope you stay, have a whole night of high school football and stay tuned with us. So that's all the time we have. Here, it's time to head back to Lenny and Phil right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group wants to wish this year's team all the best for a successful season. The team works hard to make every game memorable. But what if your biggest memory of the game is standing in line for the restroom? If you're experiencing frequent trips to the restroom, the Urology Group can help. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. Proud to support Elder Football. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible. So to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. And we are back. We're getting ready to start the third quarter of play. 22-6, to six, the Irish on top. Jake Langdon at 10 carries, or 18 carries for 88 yards. Nathan McHale at 6 carries for 24 yards in the first half. And 11 out of 15 on the passing side for 142 yards and a touchdown in the first half. So uh, good, good job by McHale. He had uh, everything, including... Camden Jordan had six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown, including a 48-yard uh, scamper. Michael Page had two catches for 22 yards. And Seth uh, Mercer, that's on the Indianapolis Cathedral side. Meanwhile, on the elder side, not as good, but uh, you know, Drew Ramsey had seven carries for 24 yards. Cooper Johnson had five carries for 16 yards. And it was uh, Hamilton was five of ten for 69 yards. His first interception of the year. And uh, on the receiving side, Scotty Neiman, three catches for 48 yards. Marco Sabato had one for 18, and Drew Ramsey had one for three. But a 22-6 Irish lead over Elder uh, in this game. A one-yard, excuse me, a two-yard touchdown run by Drew Ramsey is the only touchdown for the Panthers. McHale scored on a one-yard touchdown run in the first quarter and then had a two-point conversion to make it 8 to nothing, And then... uh, a 17-yard touchdown by McHale again, made it 15-0 Indianapolis Cathedral. Drew Ramsey scored on that two-yard touchdown run to make it 15-6. And then at the end of the first half, it was uh, McHale, a five-yard touchdown, little uh, pitch pass to Jordan, uh, makes it 22-6. Now, Hoding Realty uh, is proud to bring you Elder Panther football. The next time you're selling your home or looking for a new one, Call one of these elder grads or Hoding team members, Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Hoding, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, or Mike Wright. Call Hoding Realtor for your new, for all your real estate needs at 451-4800 or visit them on the web at Hoding.com. 
So the good news is the scoreboard is back up and running here in the second half. As we get ready to start the third quarter, the Elder Panthers will get the football first here in the second half. Cathedral, of course, wearing their navy blue jerseys with the beige pants and the gold helmet, similar to uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, of course, called the Irish here. Indianapolis Cathedral at 6-0, looking to go to 7-0. They have already beaten LaSalle and X, and now looking to take care of the uh, the other team in the GCL. That's the Elder Panthers uh, making it a three-team sweep. But uh, right now, Elder's got something to say about it, and they're going to get ready with uh, Sabato will line up back at about his five-yard line as Gomez will look to kick this one off to start the third quarter of play going from right to left of your radio dial here in Indianapolis about a 54 degrees we're outside but uh, not too bad Phil Bengal we're all right yeah it, this is a key drive for the Panthers don't have to do anything abnormal just do it do what you've been doing week in and week out and get this ball into the end zone Sabata will take it at his five across the 10 to the 15 Moving outside of the 20 with a burst of speed, trying to get out. And a shoestring tackle at the 22-yard line. But we're going to get a flag down right around the 22-yard line. Might have been a by the tackle, but uh, good tackle for Indianapolis Cathedral. I believe that was Page, Michael Page. So let's see what the flag is, Phil. It might have been. It was right by the tackle. Panthers going to get a little bit extra maybe. We'll see. Well, yeah, they're calling a personal foul on uh, on Cathedral on the defense, but didn't didn't call if it was a uh, face mask or anything like that. Uh, just personal foul. So Elder's going to benefit there. Sabato was just trying to make turn a corner. A good stop, but now the Panthers are going to move that football past the 35 to about the 37-yard line. First and 10 for the Panthers. Their first drive here in the second half. A little sloppy so far as we get ready to start this third quarter of play well and, and while we got a little bit of time here i want to give a congratulations to coach brandon finke and his wife uh, they're they they had their daughter was born today so congratulations to them that's why he's not up here with us in beautiful indianapolis so congratulations on, on the birth of their daughter yeah, he would have probably gotten a little bit of trouble i think uh, if he didn't if he didn't but congratulations <laughs> For that, and uh, another Elder Panther fan. Three wide receivers to the left side. And now looking, it's Hamilton going to run it across the 35 to the 38-yard line. A gain of a yard. It'll be second down and nine coming up for the Panthers on their first drive of the third quarter. Down 22-6 to with 11.38 to play here in the third quarter. And so coming into this drive, I mean, with the Panthers down and getting the football back, this is a very key drive for them not so much because they have to get points on a board like it's an insurmountable lead it's just that the cathedral offense is so powerful if you give them the ball back they're going to have a chance to build this thing and make it wide open they go ramsey is uh lined up to the right side along with harp they go neiman to the left side now hamilton looking steps up gets hit as he throws but he's got neiman and it's incomplete good defense on the play by Indianapolis Cathedral, Zane Hill, who had an interception earlier today. Hamilton was hit right as he threw that football, so it was a little slow getting to Neiman. Neiman was open on that one, and then Hill hit him right as the ball got there, so just a bang-bang play by Cathedral, which looked like it was going to be a pretty big gain for the Panthers. Third down and eight for the Panthers at the 39-yard line. One wide receiver left 
Now they go two to the right, and Sabato and Ramsey. Hamilton lining up. He goes and now gets it at the 32, and it is almost intercepted. That would have been taken back to the house, and it was incomplete. Pharrell Henderson almost, uh, he was he was kicking himself because, Phil, that's one of those that you think about running in the end zone before you actually catch the ball. Yeah, it just went right through his hands. I, I think, y'all, there was a little bit of miscommunication on the timing on that pass. He's got it out there. Linebacker almost jumped it, but so the Panthers are going to come out. They have to kick this one. Neville's going to be snapping it, and Ramsey's going to be back to punt. Ramsey's back at his 26-yard line. Llewellyn is lining up at his 49-yard line, so they're not really looking to return this one. It's a good kick, though, by Ramsey. It's going to bounce at the 25, take an elder bounce inside to around the 11-yard line. So a nice kick by Ramsey, and uh, that's, uh, you know, this is going to be where they could change the field here at the 11-yard line. Yeah, see if the Panther defense come out and get a quick stop. We know that this offense of McKay Hill and Langdon and Jordan, who we've been calling their names a bunch, have been making big plays. But Elder's also shown that they've been able to hold them. They've been able to get some pressure on the quarterback and make some make some breakups down the field. So this is this key. See if you can get put together three downs here, force them to punt the football, get your offense back on the field. First and 10 at the 11-yard line. 10.45 left here in the third. 22-6 to six at the Cathedral. And McHale looks to throw. Throws to the right side, down the field, and it is incomplete. J.T. Miller had pretty good coverage on Camden Jordan. Yeah, step for step with him. I mean, and they look to kind of do one of those little jukes to throw the football down the field, maybe get the, the defensive back to look back if the sideline yells pass, but nothing happened. J.T. Miller great coverage so second and 10 second and 10 from the 11 22 to 6 cathedral on top 10 39 remaining here in the third quarter one wide receiver make that two now to the right side and one to the left mikhail's got langdon in the backfield setting up and now it's the give to langdon he's going to run it outside it's at the 10 to 15 he's out to 20 gets out of bounds and around the 30-yard line, let's see where they finally mark him. Right around the 32, a gain of 22 for Langdon on that. Wanshock came up to make the play on that, but didn't break down in the open field. Tried to lunge at him, and Langdon just gave him just a very nonchalant stiff arm to the ground. He's able to pick it up. Wanshock knows you know, he, he would like to have that one back. But like we said, going back to Neiman's, Neiman's play, make the next play. Next play. First and 10 at the 32-yard line. Page lines up to the right side. Two wide receivers to the left, and now they go in motion. And now they give up the middle. No, they're going to have McHale going to keep it. And McHale at the 30 to the 31, and he's going to lose a yard. Uh, it was uh, Samari Freeman and company helping out on that. Yeah, Spinney is going to make the the action the, the final tackle when McHale went out almost trying to run like a little option pitch. Flowers disrupted it. So the Panthers not fooled by something that, that isn't uh, they haven't seen yet. 9.38 to play in the third quarter, 22-6. Cathedral on top. One wide receiver to the right, one to the left. McHale lines up with Langdon in the backfield, looks to throw. It is complete across the 35 to the 37. Right around the 39-yard line is where David Perry is stopped for Indianapolis Cathedral. Chris Kammer and uh, Spinning clean it up, but it's a third and short. Elder shifting guys in, and Cathedral's ready to go. Third and two. They'll mark it at the 40. Two wide receivers to the left and one to the right. And now they give up the middle and nothing doing. And the guy is spinny. Nicholas Paff stop him and nothing doing on the run. And that time it was uh, Seth Menser 
on the carry. I think they tried to go so fast Cathedral did, it messed them up in getting their blocking assignments, and, and Elder was able to come from the from that left side, from the right side of the defensive line and work their way down the field. So they do, even after giving up that giving up a first down, they're going to force Cathedral to punt. Now it's short, so Elder's really got to watch the football. Last week against Walnut Hills and earlier in this game, they had one where they jumped. Got to make sure you don't give them a free one here. Hillenberg will line up back at his 26-yard line. Flowers at his 25 to return. And the kick is going to be a good one to the right side. And Flowers calls for a fair catch at the 27-yard line. So good kick by Hillenberg. And that uh, gives Elder not as good a field position as they thought they might have been getting there. Excellent job, though, by the Panther defense. I mean, getting getting... Getting your offense back on the field. Yeah, you, you talk about uh, sometimes Rob Florian would mention in the previous weeks. I mean, the yards gain and whatnot doesn't always matter if you can make the big plays, and that's what it is. Okay, sure, you gave up a big first down on that stiff arm with Langdon, but then you finished it up on the next next possession and got a three and out and got your football back. First and ten for the Panthers at the 27-yard line. Two wide receivers to the right side, and now looking. And now they give up the middle. Cooper Johnson, not much doing there, gets to about the 28-yard line. Tackle on the play by number 12, and it's Jeff Utzer. Yeah, Jeff Utzinger comes up and makes the play. And it looked like Cooper Johnson probably was going to pick up more, but he was able to just slip through and make a tackle right around Cooper's waist. So uh, it only ends up being a two-yard game. They get it uh, two yards, as you mentioned, Phil, right around the 29-yard line. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right. Shotgun for Hamilton. They go in motion this time. Now looking, the throw is complete to Ramsey. He's going to go backwards at the 26-yard line and tackled at the 26 for a three-yard loss. He's trying to run a little screen, and Cathedral just not fold. In fact, so much so that the problem was is that you do want to get the linemen rushing upfield, but it was almost like they could tell what was coming from the scouting report, and they really bull rushed. So Hamilton... There wasn't as much separation as you would want from that line getting upfield and dropping it off to Ramsey. Third down and 10 at the 27 for the Panthers. 7.04 left here in the third quarter, down 22-6. to And Hamilton looking to throw down the field. He's got a man. He's got Ramsey incomplete. It was intended for him, but a good defensive play by Jeff Utzinger again. And he did a good job knocking it away because Ramsey was open. Yeah, Ramsey was ahead of him. That ball was just a little bit behind. Utzinger lays out and gets that hand out there. Great job. Great series by Utzinger on, on that. I mean, I think he was even in on the breakup of the screen, too. So very good series. Utzinger, six foot two, 205 pounds. He's a junior. Uh, so, you know, he, he, he's making a name for himself. Fourth and 10 at the 27. It's going to be... Hamilton to punt this one at the 45. It bounces, takes an elder bounce, and into the 30 to the 28-yard line before Wanstraut touches it and gives it to the referee at the 28. So good job by the Panthers uh, after uh, another good punt. But uh, they've got to start getting a little bit more on the offensive, uh, getting more in sync. Yeah, if you're, you're, you're asking a lot of your defense to come out and get that big stop on that last drive. And then come just walk out to a quick three and out. Your defense barely got a chance to kind of regroup on the sideline, and they're back out there. You're asking them to do an awful lot. First and ten at the 29 for Cathedral, up 22 to six, with 6:46 remaining here in quarter number three. And now 
looking as McHale throws. It is complete. And, of course, it's that man, Jordan, again, across the 40 to the 43-yard line. And a first down for Jordan and Indianapolis Cathedral. They continue to use that connection well. A touchdown pass of five yards earlier. And it'll be first down and 10. They'll mark it at the 44. Jordan goes to the right side. They line up with David Perry to the left side. Shotgun for McHale. He's got Langdon to his right. And now the give to Langdon. 40, 45, 50 into Elder territory. He's out of around the 37-yard line of Elder. A great run by Langdon and another first down by Indianapolis Cathedral. Now, La Rosa's makes it easy for you to order your favorite pizza on your smartphone or tablet. Go to LaRosa's.com to order online or download our mobile app at LaRosa's.com. 5.55 remaining here in the third quarter. Cathedral on top, 22-6 over Elder. First and 10 at the 37 of Elder. It's McClellan looking to throw to the right side. He's got time, but he's running out now. Throws it down the field looking for Jordan, and it is... A touchdown, Jordan, 37 yards, and I don't know how he came up with that one. I think everybody was stunned, but it is a 37-yard touchdown pass by McHale to Jordan, the second time they've connected today. And that one was after a scramble. McHale looked like he wanted to throw the ball out to about the 20-yard line on the sidelines, but his receiver was still running his route. And then that one there, just a play by, by Jordan. I mean, wow, just absolutely phenomenal. Went up, catches the football. I mean, you see why he has entered those those books, those record books here for Cathedral. And Gomez' kick is up and good. So with 5.38 to go in the third quarter, it's been all Indianapolis Cathedral. They lead it 29-6 to over Elder. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. We're the Tri-State's fastest-growing Chevy dealer and pre-owned superstore, plus lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Introducing our brand-new state-of-the-art Kelsey Collision Center, repairing all makes, all models, and working with all insurance companies, plus our newly expanded certified service center. From our Elder family to yours, go Panthers, Altiora. Visit us at KelseyChev.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal from Indianapolis, Indiana. Just a gorgeous Friday evening for football. Hope you're at your fire pit watching, uh, listening rather. And uh, tonight, unfortunately, it's a 29 to 6 Indianapolis Cathedral lead. The only thing not, uh, you know, helping out here is the score, Phil. Yeah, I mean, really, you. We talked about it coming in. We knew Cathedral was a very powerful team. You know, they beat St. X, they beat LaSalle, uh, and they have the ability to score quick. I mean, last week against LaSalle, LaSalle punched into the end zone, and Cathedral, boom, right away, put another one in before half, and that's what we had right here. Elder does a good job stopping them, but then Cathedral gets the ball right back and just takes it straight down the field. And a 25 to the 30, and it's going to be Nicholas Path across the 35-yard line, and we got a flag down. But Nicholas Path gets it to the 35 for the Panthers. Cole Banker, West Shell are two strong names you can trust when marketing or buying a home. And they're proud to continue servicing the West Side and their support of elder football. Cole Banker, West Shell at 922-9400 to visit them at cbws.com. 532 remaining here in the third quarter. It's 29-6 Indianapolis Cathedral with the lead. Got a personal foul. It's It's going to go against Elder. Yeah, it's going to be after the whistles. They're going to walk this one back. Just 
I, a frustration. Again, it's just frustration, you know, after the play. It was on the opposite side of where the run was taking place. You see that a lot of times in games like this, you know, on those kickoffs and things like that. Some guys get start start jawing, and, and the referee just is right there. They're going to throw the flag. I mean, they have to, to try to keep that under control uh, in the game. So, you know, not not a good move by the Panthers because the biggest problem is is you sacrifice field position. You're already having trouble moving the football, and now you put yourself in a spot where you got to move this ball 80 yards. 5:32 remaining. First down and 10 for the Panthers. They'll mark it at the 20. Two wide receivers left and one to the right side. Hamilton setting up the shotgun, looking. Looking to throw down the field. He's got Ramsey completed to 35, 40, 45, 50 into Cathedral Territory at the 46-yard line. Llewellyn on the stop, but Ramsey finally, uh, they get the connection back. Yeah, what a nice throw down there by, by Hamilton just on the seam, just getting it down the field. Ramsey just able to get a, a little bit ahead of his defender. Good protection by the offensive line, just enough time for Ben to get that football out. The market at the 48, a first down and 10 for the Panthers at the Cathedral 48, too wide to the right. Now Hamilton rolling to his right, looking to throw. He's got the blitz coming, and he throws it out of bounds. He had a couple of people in his face, and I don't blame him for throwing it out of bounds. He had uh, Jaden Scruggs uh, along with Kyle Coleman. Did you get those rollouts? If you don't have anything downfield, it is smart to get rid of that football instead of trying to scramble back at this point in the football game. So second down, nothing to panic about, but the Panthers just need to start capitalizing when they do move the football and keep putting together a drive. Second down and 10 at the 48. Two wide to the right, two to the left. Empty backfield now, and it's going to be Hamilton back to throw. It is 45. Throwing down the field, looking for Neiman, and it's overthrown over his head. And they've been a, done a pretty good job. Uh, it, Zane uh, Hill has been doing a good job uh, in uh, getting into Neiman. Yeah, and he got down the field. Neiman you know, got a little bit ahead. I, I thought that Hill got his hands kind of on him before the ball got there, but you know, it didn't really affect the, the opportunity to catch a football. Was it was a judgment by the official on the sideline? So the Panthers stuck with it with a third and ten just over midfield. 4:51 remaining here in the third quarter. 29 to six, Cathedral with the lead. The Panthers have the ball. Third and ten at the Cathedral 48. Two wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Now rolling. It's Hamilton. He's going to be sacked back at the 40-yard line. Almost got away, but it was Jaden Scruggs got him and. Hamilton almost got away to just to release the ball, but it's going to be fourth down coming up. They brought too many guys. Elder was all locked up, had enough guys, and then Scruggs came through, just popped through through a hole right right off, right right at the guard spot, and just puts Hamilton. He he's got nothing to go. There's nothing downfield, so he's already trying to look for something, and then Scruggs is able to chase him down. So the Panthers forced a punt. And setting it up, it's Hamilton to punt, and he line drives this one. Llewellyn will call for a fair catch and does catch it at the 29-yard line. Had a run-up and catch it, but did a good job and does. So 4.08 remaining in this third quarter of play, 29-6. to Cooper Electric is proud to support elder football. Reliable service and prompt quality service is the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business. Upgrading your electrical service for the home or your business is easy with Cooper Electric. Cooper Electric at 513-271-5000. 408 left, Phil. 
in this third quarter. Got to get a stop here and then get the ball back. Yeah, you stop, a turnover would be great for the defense just so they don't have to try to just really grind out a stop. And they'll set up with McCahill. And he has a bad snap, but picks it up. It gives it to Langdon. And that is a tackle. Good play by Joey Stemler. Got him back at the 21-yard line. Stemler and Samari Freeman. Both those guys make the play. You know, this is what we're talking about here. Line the, the, the opportunities. You know, see if you can get football, put it on the turf. Hey, maybe a turnover or something that, that, you know, gets this team juiced up. Second down and 15. They'll spot it at the 24-yard line. Two wide receivers to the right for Indianapolis Cathedral. One to the left. And now it's going to be Langdon carrying across the 25, but right at the 26-yard line. And he is met by Jack Willenborg, who did a good job uh, making sure he didn't get away from him. So it's going to be about third and 12 after Willenborg's tackle. This could be a big stop if Panthers get another quick one here. That's going to be a quick on and off the field. Third down and 12. They'll spot it at the 27. 3-10 remaining here in the third quarter. 29-6. to Cathedral on top going from right to left. And they'll set up with two wide receivers to the right side. And now McCahill looks to throw. Steps up in the pocket looking. And no one is there. It's overthrown. So it'll be fourth down coming up for Cathedral. And the Panthers do a great job on defense that will Yeah, Camden Jordan is looking around for a flag. He felt like he got tangled up and couldn't break free on his route. But really, I mean, it was just it was contact. Both guys hand fighting. So the officials kind of let it let it take place. And, and he the ball was way downfield. I know there's nothing with uncatchable in high school, but he kind of stopped running his route looking for a flag. So the Panthers get a quick three and out. And they'll set up with Flowers back at his 40-yard line. Hillenburg looks to punt. He's at his 12 on this fourth and 12 from the 27. And a bad snap. It's going to go into the end zone, and it's going to be out of the end zone for a safety. Let's see. Did he? Is that what they'll call, Phil? Yeah, uh, safety. safety. So the Panthers get on the board with a safety on that. It was just a bad snap. So that's a big break for the Panthers now. They get the safety, and now they'll get the ball back on the punt. So right now it's 29-8, to and that makes up for the missed extra point, too. Yeah, and I'm just looking. Coach Curran's asking the official. So the punter ran back, and I think the ball had just entered the end zone, and the punter tried to throw it in the end zone. So I think Coach Curran's trying to ask about why why didn't Elder have the opportunity to go get that ball and throw right. it for a touchdown uh, in that regard. So I think he's asking for an explanation because he felt like that the ball was thrown into the end zone. It didn't land in the end. So I'm not I'm not sure what the ruling is on it. I'd have to look that up. Coach Kern's asking for an explanation, but they're gonna, you know, this is gonna be kick kick here coming from uh, Cathedral to the Panthers. So the Panthers gonna get the football back. Uh, I'll be interested talking to talking to Coach Curran later just to see what what the officials said on that. Just again, yeah. I'm unfamiliar with the ruling, so I, I would be interested just to see what it was. So the kick will come at about the 20 yard line on this kick. With 2.52 remaining, so the safety here in the third quarter, 29-8 to is your score. Indianapolis Cathedral on top, but I'll tell you, they get a touchdown here, make it 29-15, and you're within... Yeah, within two scores. Yeah, so. the defense is the defense has really been answering the call here in the second half and uh, giving the ball back to the offense. And now it's Gomez will look to kick it. 
and he it's a high kick. It's going to be Flowers at the 27. He's across the 35 to the 40, 45, 50, and he gets to the 46-yard line of Indianapolis Cathedral, and that was a good return by Flowers. This could be the break the Panthers needed. So bringing it right up, like we said before, you know, getting that ball just over midfield and being back in a great spot. So the Panthers, good field position here. Uh, great opportunity from the defense with 2.46 to go here in the third to get some points on the board and make this a little bit more manageable in the fourth. 29-8. to eight. Indianapolis Cathedral on top, 2.46 remaining. The Panthers have a first down and 10 at the Cathedral, 47. Two wide receivers to the left side. Now looking, rolling to his left is Hamilton looking to throw down the field. And Neiman turns around too late, and it's going to be intercepted at the five-yard line. And I believe that is that man again, Zane Hill, his second interception of the game. And that time was just a little miscommunication because Neiman... Did not turn around in time, and then when he finally realized it was going to him, that's when Zane Hill got it. Yeah, and throwing that ball down the field, there are three three cathedral jerseys down there too. So Demons going to have to make a pretty pretty difficult play on that. I know Coach Ramsey's over there talking to him on the sideline about it. So, uh, I mean, it happens again that, you know, they'll fix it. So, But the Panthers, now the defense comes right back out on the field after having that last big stop. First and ten at their own ten-yard line cathedral this time. Cahill looking is going to run it, but nothing doing. The defense is really, you know, Coach Curtin did a good job on the, you know, uh, they talked about getting some uh, adjustments at halftime. Yeah, and and right now you see that the defense is kind of falling in line with with reading the offense a little bit more, a little bit more confident uh, and not as panicky as they were in the first half. But they've given the offense their opportunities. The offense just has not been able to capitalize. Second down and 11 at their own nine. Two minutes remaining here in the third quarter. Looking to throw. McCahill rolling. Got to have a lot of pressure in his own end zone. It finally completes it. But wait a minute. No. They're going to say he was out of bounds before. And that is not a catch. Yeah. So he, he was out of bounds. But, yeah, before he even made the catch. So he can't come in and touch it uh, at that point. Um Unless they're saying he caught, he was right on the line. No illegal touching. But so the Panther defense, again, third and 11. They had opportunity. They had McCahill scrambling in his end zone. So here's the defense answering the call. Third down and 11 from their own nine-yard line. Cathedral lines up with Michael Page as a wide receiver to the left. Two wide receivers to the right, including Jordan. McCahill, shotgun. He's got Langdon to his left side. Steps, looks, throws, and it is incomplete. Knocked down. David Larkins, I think, got a paw on that, Phil. Yeah, good play by the defense. David Larkins has been a guy who's come in and been a great rushing end for the defense with his length and just making big plays. So the Panthers hopefully will get some good field position here. It's going to be a fourth and 11 at the nine, but I'll tell you, this might be a time when you go for a block here. They're going to line up with the punter is in his end zone about two yards deep. Hillenburg, Flowers at is at, at right around the 42-yard line. So Hillenburg in his end zone. Not a good snap again. This time he does get it off, though. It's going to be a short kick, and it's going to bounce and take a cathedral bounce 
to right around midfield at the 49-yard line. So the Panthers will get it at the 49. But that, that was a break for Cathedral because another bad snap, and that time he was able to get it off and get a good kick. So the Panthers get their defense continuing to get the ball back to the offense. The offense, I mean, he's got to reward the defense here. Got to come up big for them, put a drive together, and get that ball into the end zone. First and 10 at the 49-yard line for the Elder Panthers, 29-8. to It's Cathedral on top, a minute 40 to go here in the third quarter. One wide receiver to the right side, the lineup two to the left. They go in motion with Larkins. Shotgun formation setting up is Hamilton looking to throw. And now he's got time, throws it down the field, looking again for Neiman. And this time it's incomplete. They're saying that Neiman pushed off. That's what they're trying to Cathedral is, but no call on the play. But either way, it's incomplete. A first down and 10 for the Panthers. At, uh, make that a second down now at the 49. So offense just keeps trying these strikes downfield, and Cathedral's just dropping more and more guys, making it tougher. There's not single coverage. It is making it harder for the Panthers to, to make plays downfield. So they're going to have to open that up a little bit by getting the ball to Ramsey and Cooper Johnson to start running and attacking up front. And Neiman's to his left side. They line up with three wide to the right, including Lance Neville to the right side. And here's uh, Hamilton gets hit, but it's Ramsey complete right around midfield. But he's going to go backwards uh, to his own 49-yard line. Yeah, just nothing happening there. Just trying to run that little screen again around. They had Sabato in the backfield. Uh, just Cathedral had it sniffed out. So the Panthers looking at another third and 12 for midfield. Yeah, third and 12. They'll mark it at the 49-yard line, their own 49. A minute Remaining here in quarter number three, 29 to 8. Indianapolis Cathedral on top. Two wide receivers to the right. Setting up a shotgun for Hamilton. The blitz is coming. Look out. He throws it. It is incomplete. Intended for Sabato. Had to get rid of that in a hurry. Yeah, just just bringing a lot of guys, a lot of pressure up front. The line was able to stop it. The Panthers are going to go for it here. Uh, at midfield possible. Let's see if they do. Now remember, they could simply just have Ben Hamilton if or Drew Ramsey if they line up in the shotgun position. They could just do a short rugby-style kick. But see if you got something, maybe pick it up. Uh, you know, 47 seconds to go. Remember, like we said, there's no playoff implications in this game. Right. So why not see if he can get some points uh, on this? So he might line up a little bit deeper in case he wants to Neville and Ramsey to the right side, two to the left, and now Hamilton looking, stepping, and going to get hit as he throws, and it's a, it's down, and they're going to say it's a, it's a pass, incomplete, and Hamilton got hit, and that's one of the things, the difference, Phil, of playing on grass. He did not have his footing underneath him on that one. Yeah, a lot of pressure coming up front, so Cathedral just keeps bringing that pressure, and Hamilton tried to throw that football and just didn't have the same footing. Uh, you know, they might have had on turf, but still, it's just the, the line is just being attacked with blitzes. So the Panthers' defense comes out with the ball. Uh, you're sitting at about the uh, 44-yard line for Cathedral. So the defense, again, just keeps getting asked to, to come out and, and make big plays. They'll set it up at the 44. You mentioned one wide receiver to the left side on this first and 10 for Cathedral with 41 ticks of the clock left here in the third. McHale's going to give it to Langdon. Langdon goes inside the 40, and he gets to the 35, a spin move, and Flowers got him out of bounds at the 30-yard line. If you're feeling good and hungry, then you know it's skyline time. 
there's no better West Side tradition than Skyline Chili before or after the game. Skyline Chili on Delhi Pike, Harrison Avenue in Dent, or Glenway Avenue across from Pep Boys. 20 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Cathedral with a 29-8 lead. But Elders had a lot of chances, Phil. Yeah, a lot of chances on offense, and I think this is going to run us here to the end of the third quarter. But hopefully, Elder, their offense can can maybe get a couple of more, couple of shots and put it together in the fourth. Well, uh, Cathedral outscores Elder seven to two in this quarter, and that is the end of the third quarter of play with the score: Indianapolis Cathedral twenty-nine and the Elder Panthers eight on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Getting ready to start the fourth quarter of play. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal, Indianapolis, Indiana, and the Cathedral. The Irish are leading it 29-8 over the Panthers. And they set up now. They have the football at the Elder Panther 31-yard line going from left to right here in the fourth quarter. They line up with one wide receiver to the right side and one to the left. Now looking at a give to the right side. It's going to be Jordan, 30-25 right around the 24-yard line. A gain of seven on that play. Spinney got him on the tackle. Yeah, just jumps on, makes a good stop on Jordan, but Cathedral's offense now seems to be rolling a little bit. They had some hiccups. Elder's defense made some stops. The other thing you got to remember, Elder's defense got to be tired. Uh, I mean, they, they've been coming out and making a bunch of plays. They just got to be getting a little, a little worn down. A little gassed here. They set up with a second down and four at the 24. One wide receiver to the left side and David Perry. One to the right in Jordan. Now Perry goes in motion. McClellan, McHale rather, lines up uh, in the shotgun. And they're going to call, uh, I believe, a timeout here. With 11-11 remaining here in the fourth quarter. The Panthers trailing 29-8 to in this game. And one last uh, mention here. We'll, we'll talk about... Uh, Red Wing Shoes. And don't forget, for over 114 years, the Red Wing Shoe Company of Red Wing, Minnesota has crafted and distributed premium footwear for work and outdoor. And now with Red Wing Shoe Store Ultimate Fit Experience, you can receive state-of-the-art foot scanning, fitting, and products best suited for your work environment. Get the Ultimate Fit Experience at one of your five Cincinnati Red Wing Shoe locations. Western Hills, Florence, Kentucky, Eastgate, Mason, and Tri-County. 11-11 remaining here in the fourth quarter. It's been a tough one for the Panthers, 29-8. to uh, But really, you know, the defense has played pretty well tonight, Phil. Yeah, the defense has answered the call when they've had to and, and got some stops, you know, which bodes well moving into the playoffs. I mean, Cathedral's no slouch. This is not a team that, that, that 
you would say that was it, it's been easy. They got a, a three-headed attack that's coming at you, and they've been doing some great things on defense. So you know, you're going to be able to look at that film going into next week against Fairfield at home, knowing that you have the capabilities to put together a, a great run here in the playoffs. Second down and four from the 24. They go in motion with Jordan. And now up the middle, it's going to be uh, Langdon inside the 15. He gets to the 12-yard line. A gain of a dozen on second down. That'll be a first down for Indianapolis Cathedral as they continue to be able to move the football now after the defensive elder was holding them after a couple of drives. But right now, they pretty much have in their way. Bartley Thomas helps to clean that up. Galen Mitchell was a first guy to him as he came through, but just wasn't able to finish off the tackle. Bartley Thomas uh, downfield about five more yards, actually just finally able to bring him down. Set a first and ten at the 12-yard line. One wide receiver left and one to the right side. Shotgun. They set up with McHale looking. And now McHale's going to give it to Langdon. He's going to roll all the way to the outside of the 10. And, you know, Spinney went ahead and got him from behind at around the 9-yard line. Yeah, Spinney makes another tackle. I mean, we've been calling his name a bunch tonight. Andrew Spinney been coming up and making a lot of plays uh, just in pursuit. I mean, he's just, he's just really relentless in his pursuit. Jake Langdon for Indianapolis Cathedral, 17 carries, 149 yards after three quarters of play. So adding to that total, second down and two, ball spotted at the five-yard line for Cathedral, one wide to the right side. Shotgun for McCahill. He's got in the backfield Mercer this time. And now the give is to Mercer. Mercer doesn't get much, gets to like uh, right about the five or the four-yard line. Maybe a yard on the play. Nicholas Paff and company uh, on the tackle, including Bartley Thomas in. Yeah, just a whole host of Panthers getting the stop there. But you can tell right now Cathedral's really taking their time getting the plays in. You know, they do have the uh, play clocks in the end zones, so it's very easy for if the coach is telling you, well, we're not snapping it till here, you're not watching for the back judge, you're watching the clock. Uh, and so they're taking their time. I mean, right now they haven't even gotten to play in until about the 10-second mark. 9.05 to go in the fourth quarter, 29-8 to Indianapolis Cathedral. They have a third down and one at the three. McHale looks, and now the give is up the middle, and that's going to be into the end zone, I believe, a touchdown. And that was Seth Menser on the three-yard run. So just getting the football, just running, running what they've been doing, and they're able to go ahead and punch it in for another score. So as that clock just, they were milking it, taking their time uh, at the start of the fourth quarter, but able to just get it down there after this elder defense done a great job getting stops. It's just after a while, you just can't keep not keep going to the well. Gomez will look to add the extra point. 35-8, to eight, they lead it. The snap, the kick is up, and this one is good. So with 8.53 left in the fourth quarter, it's been all Indianapolis Cathedral in this one. They lead it 36-8. to eight. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. <laughs> 
And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Fourth quarter of play, Indianapolis Cathedral, a three-yard touchdown run by Menser. And with 8.53 left, it's 36-8, to Indianapolis Cathedral on top. But elders had their chances in this game. That was just one to kind of put a nail in the ranch there. That was... Uh, not exactly uh, what they wanted but uh, you know this is what you said Phil this is the type of game that doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot other than getting ready for the postseason but still it hurts a little bit yeah it's it's a pride game you know no doubt no doubt about that here's Nicholas Paff carries it to the 35 to the 40 he's now into the 40 of Indianapolis Cathedral right around the 35 and we're gonna get a flag down right around the 35 yard I wonder if there's a face mask on that, Phil. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. It was a uh, uh, a nice flag toss from about yeah. the middle of the field all the way to the sideline. Uh, I, I couldn't see it when he went down. Yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be a gonna be a face mask on that. So the Panthers will get an opportunity here in the Cathedral ter- territory, trailing 36 to eight. Warway Fuels provides heating and oil and propane for the home or business needs. Gas grills, pool supplies also available, including parts and service. Wardway Fuels located at the corner of Glenway and Bridgetown at 513-574-0061. Wardway Fuels, proud supporter of tonight's broadcast. First and 10 at the 21-yard line. And now Cooper Johnson inside the 15 gets to around the 12-yard line. So Cooper Johnson gets a gain of nine. So the Panther offense giving good field position. And now they're a little bit of momentum at the Nicholas Pass's run, making a second and short. But, you know, the thing that the elder has to do is they have to give Ben Hamilton time on an offensive line. So maybe by running the football here, maybe the defense is kind of will kind of start backing off. Second down, they'll mark it right around a yard or so. Three wide receivers to the right. Uh, with Ramsey at quarterback. Yeah, they'll mark it at the 11-yard line. Now Ramsey's going to run it. Ramsey inside the 10, spins, spins to the 5, and gets to the 2-yard line, uh, maybe right around the 1-yard line. That was all Ramsey on that one. Got a got a good gain of uh, 9 yards. Just working upfield. We're going to mark the ball at the 1 so the Panthers have a good opportunity to get points on the board here. They bring Cooper Johnson back in. With a first down and goal at the one-yard line. Neiman and Ramsey lined up to the right side. They've got Cooper Johnson in the backfield. They're going to line up Larkins in at tight end. And in a bad snap, Hamilton's going to have to fall on it and does back at the 13. So bad snap, and Hamilton does fall on it, so they'll get a chance. They're going to mark him right around the 11-yard line. Yeah, so just as you think you, you, you're get, catching a break right away, all of a sudden, you know, you, you miss miss an opportunity there on a snap. So they'll actually do a second down and goal from the 12. Two wide receivers, and it's going to be Sabato and Neiman to the right. Ramsey in at quarterback. Ramsey gets the snap, rolls to his left. 
Goes inside and gets to about the 11-yard line. Not much more than that as he gets met immediately on the play. On the defensive side, that was uh, Zachary Miller on the uh, – Jeff, no, Jeff Utzinger again. So you can see just how quickly that momentum shifted. You get down to the one-yard line, any of the bad snap, and all of a sudden the offense starts having their same problems again with being stagnant. Third down and goal. They spotted at the 11, 625 remaining here in the fourth quarter. 36-8 Cathedral. Two wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Hamilton at quarterback, Larkins to his left. And now looks, Hamilton looks to throw in the end zone. Ramsey, and it is complete for the touchdown. What a great Drew throw. Ramsey, with a, it was a great catch, a great throw, 11 yards, and they're back in business at least uh, the combination of Hamilton and Ramsey. Great throw to the, to the left corner of the end zone. Hamilton just puts the ball out there, but Ramsey fights through two defenders to continue giving himself an opportunity to make that catch for the Panthers get themselves on the board. 6.07 remaining here in the fourth quarter. The Panthers... As we look to add this extra point, they're going to try. They've got uh, LeMasters is going to try the extra point now for Elder. And this one is hits the goalpost, and it is no good. So the second missed extra point, and they miss Andrew, they miss Mueller. They do. 36-14, to 14, Elder trails with 6.07 remaining in the fourth. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. We are at Arlington High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. And the Cathedral, the Fighting Irish of Indianapolis Cathedral, they lead it 36-14 over Elder. But a nice 11-yard touchdown catch by Drew Ramsey on a great throw by Ben Hamilton. And the extra point was no good with 6.07 remaining. 36-14. Elder trails. So they've tried this, a second kicker uh, replacing Andrew Mueller. LeMasters, Max LeMasters, number 95, will look to kick this one off. He missed the extra point. Hit the goalpost, though. Yeah, it didn't it really just miss a Mueller. I mean, that just, that just hurts on those extra ones. And then, too, you got to feel bad for the guys who are coming in, you know, making those kicks. And LeMasters will try a shorter kick, and it's uh, taken easily by Indianapolis Cathedral right around the 48-yard line. So good play by, you know, it's funny. It's uh, Koshelski got it. Uh, he kind of, he's more of the defensive guy, but he yeah, hands guy. Just falls on it, you know, on the hands play like you said, Len, and, and therefore Cathedral's going to come out here, and I'm sure they're going to do what they did on the last drive, which was take this 6-0-6 and really milk the clock. 6.06 remaining, as you mentioned, in the fourth. They line up one wide receiver to the left side and one to the right side. And McCahill gives it. This time a new running back inside the 50 to the 48-yard line as getting a chance to carry the ball is Serer, Jake Serer, number 25. 
So, yeah, you got some substitutions uh, in some different spots on the Cathedral offense here. 541 left here in quarter number four. 36-14, Indianapolis Cathedral on top. Tibbs lined up as a wide receiver to the left side. Also David Perry to the right. They give up the middle. Surd gets to the 47-yard line. A gain of about three. So 5-10 and the clock continues to run. Third quarter, a third uh, down rather in the fourth quarter. 36-14 Cathedral with the lead. Setting up shotgun again. Sarah in at running back. One wide receiver to the right, one to the left side. Third down and five. They mark it at the 47. 440 and counting. And McHale gets it. And now looks to throw. It is complete to the tight end at the 40 to the 36-yard line of Elder. Caleb Mitchell got to the quarterback first, but Luke Flowers able to make the play. Spellacy got the reception. Parker Spellacy for Cathedral with 422 remaining in the fourth. First and 10 for Cathedral. They'll mark it at the 38-yard line. In the lineup this time with one wide receiver to the right, one to the left. And it's Danny O'Neill in at quarterback now. Danny O'Neill will set up. And now the give up the middle and not much doing there right around the 39-yard line. But Willenberg and, and also Joey Stemmler got in on the tackle. Yeah, so Elder's defense is getting some plays. We talked about them earlier having a very successful you know, third third quarter and start of the fourth quarter, but just the offense really couldn't get anything due, go, couldn't get anything going due to Cathedral's defense was just playing uh, incredible football uh, when it, when the offense for Cathedral could get something going. Their defense was answering the call. Danny O'Neill, he's got Menser in the backfield to give to Menser inside the 40, 35, 30, and he's brought down from behind by Luke Flowers. So a good gain on the play for Menser, who had the touchdown earlier for Indianapolis Cathedral. 36-14, they lead it. Three minutes and counting here in the fourth quarter. Don't forget, coming up after the game, it's Prep Sports Radio Network game night with the guys. Joe Harbin is going to join, going to talk about the playoff uh, seedings and everything that's going on for next week. Third down and three from the 31-yard line. One wide receiver off to the right, one to the left side. In the backfield is Menser. Quarterback is O'Neal. The give to Menser and nothing doing as the defense, as Joey Stemmler, right in on the play. Big hit by Joey Stemmler up front. Clock still rolls, so we're looking at a fourth and short here for Cathedral at this point spot on the field. I mean, they're going to go ahead and go for it. And at the same time, too, they've been successful picking up some of these short games. So, Elder's defense, see if they can get themselves off the field here. Fourth and three from the 31, 210 remaining here in the fourth. One wide receiver to the right, one to the left side. Shotgun set up for O'Neal. O'Neal looking with two minutes, and the clock continues to run with eight on the play clock. 
And now the give, the right side, the running back gets inside the 30, 25, 20, 15, and he's tackled from behind at the 10-yard line and a saving touchdown by Willenberg as Jake Sir almost went that took that one to the end zone. Yeah, he was able to escape a few tackles. You know, the Panthers looking to try. They thought maybe it was just going to be an up-the-gut, kind of a quarterback sneak. They're surprised when Sir gets through. And Will and Bork had to chase him down and save, save another touchdown. A minute 30 and counting. And now they're just going to take a knee here on a first down at 10 at the 10. So the quarterback, O'Neal, will just take a knee. And with a minute 15, so Panthers come in. No harm, no foul here. They come in to play a tough Indianapolis Cathedral team. And what a job by Cathedral to go to 7-0. and And they beat LaSalle, X, and Elder. That's impressive. Yeah, they do a great job uh, accomplishing that against some very good teams out of the Cincinnati area. So as this clock continues to tick, now Elder, you know, you're going to watch this film, but your focus goes on to the playoffs next week. And that's against Fairfield next week. We'll have all the action right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Again, coming up after this game, it's Prep Sports Radio Network game night. So don't go anywhere after this game. As that uh, will just about do it from here. We'll come back uh, after this with the Cooper Electric star of the game. So the final score of this one, it's Indianapolis Cathedral 36, the Elder Panthers 14. We'll come back with the Cooper Electric star of the game and uh, give you all the uh, stats, and then we'll send it off to Prep Sports Radio Network game night on the Prep Sports Radio Network. We'll take a time out. Skyline Chili before or after a game is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue and Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last, it's Skyline time. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, or on the web at Hoding.com. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Hey, Panther fans, the doctors of the Westside Office of the Urology Group wish you a great season. If you find yourself standing in the restroom line too often, it can be the pits. But don't worry, Doctors Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our Westside Office are here for you. They can keep you in the pit instead of in line this season. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. 
proud to support elder football. For a sharp team look, work or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Dave Ramsey here. As a business owner, you don't have time to worry about your network. Fuller Information Technology, Cincinnati's IT department, can assess your network needs, stabilize any immediate issues, and manage your network. They've been helping businesses for over 20 years. So whether you have 50 employees or you're a one-person office, Fuller Information Technology can provide the IT support that you need. FullerInfotech.com. FullerInfotech.com. This is Father Michael Mary Dosh from St. Gertrude in Madeira. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Dominic Bonavita Broadcast Booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. Well, you know, not a, uh, one of those games that you'll say 36-14. to 14, You're saying... Defense. Well, I, I really believe the elder defense played really well tonight, and we and one of the reasons for that, and we're going to give the Cooper Electric Star of the Game, Phil, to Andrew Spinney, who has just been he's been having a good season all year, and tonight he really capitalized on that. I thought Andrew Spinney did a great job in pursuit tonight, making some plays down the field, making some tough plays, and continuing to make plays throughout the game. Andrew Spinney's really come along as the season has moved on, and you have to have all. The the working parts. You have to have all those different parts uh, that are carrying you. So spinning tonight, you know, Cooper Electric star of the game, but you know, the defense too, like you said, Len, they played really well in the third and fourth quarter. Gave the offense the opportunity to get the ball out on the field. Unfortunately, Cathedral's defense also played really well at that point. So it was a real defensive struggle in the third and fourth quarter, but I think the way that the defense played, offense catches, catches their uh, their steps, their footwork back up. And I think next week Fairfield's going to really have their hands full with the Panthers at the pit. Yeah, they, the, you know, you could tell that uh, this was just a game that they, they wanted to get ready for the for the postseason. And and certainly, you know, did a good job tonight trying to get, get prepared. But, you know, the, the one thing that was different tonight than, than we normally get, uh, Ben Hamilton was 8 of 22 with uh, two interceptions tonight. He had not thrown an interception all year. You know, if you're going to have a bad game, this is the game to have it. Yeah, this is absolutely one of those opportunities. So next week, Fairfield at the pit, playoffs, here we go. I mean, I'm ready for it. I, I'm ready yeah. to move on from this game. Let's, let's just get the playoffs rolling, something that a lot of people never thought was going to happen because everything that was going on with, with COVID and all those sorts of things. So great job. Yeah tonight getting to this point continue let's let's keep masking up let's get let's get through the playoffs be smart uh, and keep it going mask it up is exactly right well thanks to mark bengal to steve bengal to tom kenny uh tom kennedy rather to kevin kenny 
uh, back at the studio. And thanks to you, the listener, all over the globe tonight. Once again, the final score, Cathedral 36, the Elder Panthers 14. Next Friday, we are back at the pit. Week one of the postseason begins against Fairfield with a 7 o'clock kickoff and 6.30 pregame show. For Phil Bengal, I'm Len Harvey. So long from Indianapolis. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's Prep Sports Radio Network game night with Steve, Tom, Mark, Joe Harbin. You've been listening to Elder Football, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long from Indianapolis. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group knows just how much this season means to you and the team. We also know how much it means to have a doctor you trust with your health. The Urology Group has 37 physicians, including five right here in the west side. Also, Drs. Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our Mercy Hospital office. Learn more or schedule an appointment at urologygroup.com. Proud to support elder football. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Delhi, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. Talking about Skyline. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Cooper Electric, La Rosa's Pizza, the Urology Group, Rosart Pharmacy, Joseph Toyota. Robert Jones Plumbing, The Underground Sports Shop, Adam Schuster, Mercy Health and Orthopedics, Hoting Realty, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Red Wing Shoes, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Ron's Roost, and Wardway Fuels. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click Donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. It's time. It's time.
the Prep Sports Radio Network Game Night. Brought to you by La Rosa's Pizza. And now for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores. Let's go live to the La Rosa's Pizza on Budino Avenue in Western Hills. Here is Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, that is us, and uh, no, we're not coming to you from La Rosa's, but we do have uh, La Rosa's uh, food uh, scattered around where we're at on the west side of town here uh, in an undisclosed location, although I would say we are pretty darn close to Oak Hills High School. I heard the Oak Hills fight song just a little bit ago right behind my uh, our backs here. Uh, giving uh, we'll, you, uh, we'll, we'll do the scores a little bit, but you didn't hear the Oak Hills fight song enough. Uh, no, well, yeah. I, I knew that, so, but... Uh, Tough yeah. loss tonight for the Panthers, uh, 36-14. to 14. It's always tough uh, to travel up to Indianapolis, and then you're playing one of the premier teams in the state of Indiana. Uh, Cathedral is – they just have a phenomenal team. We knew going into this they knocked off LaSalle, they knocked off St. X, and uh, obviously they have no losses at all. So the Elder Panthers uh, just never seem to be able to get things on track and uh, – you know, it was a tough night for them, but it is done. It's over with. This regular season over, and it's been an unusual year. And oh. the fact that tonight we're going to be having our regular Harbin show. And without... we, we didn't start off with the the, the Harbin show music. One, oh, I, Kevin has to find it's the most wonderful time of the year. Maybe we'll come yeah. back with that uh, when we come back. But, no, it, it's really been a, a absolutely different year. Uh, we know the elders in the playoffs, who they're playing next week and so forth, and we're going to talk to Joe Harbin and, uh, starting in the second segment of the show. But yeah, I, we're all thrilled that this is going to happen. we got to play yeah. off everything. We, no one knew what was going to – if we were going to have to ever reach that point in, in the season. But we are, and uh, playoff football is around the corner, and you know it's time to get the next season up and move on. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, it was tough, number one, like you said – Driving up to Indianapolis and playing on, uh, you know, on that field against a great team, very talented team. I'm curious. I was definitely going to watch to see what uh, Cathedral does in the Indiana playoffs because I would see them at least playing for the state championship at Division 5A. Uh, but I like what Phil Bengal said too. At the end of the game, he said, "Elder, watch the film and prepare for Fairfield." And, and that's exactly what they should do. They learned a few things probably tonight. Uh, hopefully uh, they came away injury-free. Uh, that's the main thing. Uh, and they always say you can learn from your losses, uh, and you can also learn from your victories. But tonight was a game that they got behind early, and it was tough to uh, to maintain and get back into the game. And like I said, sometimes you just have to give credit where credit is due, and that's to the opponent. And, and that's what Elder did tonight. Uh, they went up against the Fighting Irish of Cathedral, and I think Steve was mentioning that uh, up until tonight's game, I don't think Elder had lost to Cathedral before. Is that true, Steve? That's I believe I, I read yeah. that in, in the run-up to, to this week. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a first, and why why not? If it could happen in any year, let it happen in this, this upside-down year. But anyway, uh, can't wait to... Uh, you know, get Joe Harbin out here in, in the second segment, and we can uh, start talking. Yeah, he's warming up in the bullpen right now. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, throwing the high heater over there. Uh, yeah. or, no, he's standing by the high heater. Yes. <laughs> that's what he is doing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a little chilly out here on the on the sports deck. But you know, Mark, you talk about the year, and, and 
Elder ended up three and three, but there were no gimmies at all in this on this on this schedule to, this year. And uh, you know, three and three, and they learned a lot. I mean, why, why would you want to play six cupcakes and then go into the playoffs and you know, you, then you, then you get reality hit you in the face in the first week of the playoffs? It's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll talk about this, but but I can't wait to you know for the Elder Panthers to host. Fairfield Indians, and we'll tell you all the reasons why. But uh, it'll be interesting next week. Uh, Elder's going to come back to the friendly confines, and hopefully they'll have a few fans in the stands next week, and we can uh, hopefully uh, have next week the first win uh, in the round Region 4 playoffs. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And, Tom, you know, we, we've done this a long time. It's been uh, – uh, well over 30 years uh, of us doing older football games on on the Prep Sports Radio Network, and uh, you know it, it's it's been one of those years when you look back at it that uh, uh, it, it for me it doesn't feel like it it's been a normal football season. Uh, the the normal excitement of the walking into the pit with the the traffic all around the place, trying to find a place to park and and then you see the tailgaters everywhere and the crowds coming in and the, the excitement and, and all the things, and even the things that, that Rob Florian was talking about. He missed the smell of the, the burgers cooking yeah. in the end zone. It was just something he always remembered as a football player. Mm-hmm. The smells and the sounds, and, and, and it was all split taken the, away. Split the pot tickets. and Yeah. And, and, and whether or not, I mean, I, I, I you know, sometimes I scratch my head and wonder uh I, I am not an expert on uh, infectious diseases and pandemics and, and all that. Uh, it seems to me that uh, as, as time marches on with the everyone wearing masks and everything doing this, and then they tell us, oh, Hamilton County is in code red now. It's like, well, what, what, what is working, what's not? What, would, would if uh, they had 5,000 people in the pit, would things be different? They had, what, 1,200, 1,500 at, at the most? Uh, I don't know. I have no answers to anything, and I'm not making any speculations right. on anything. But right. it's just been it, it's it's one of those things. I'm glad that that, that uh, the, the season's over. We're moving on. The playoffs are coming up, and now it's time to get get the game face on. Yeah. And uh, you know, I t- I mean, I it's it's really hard for me to to fathom in my brain. It just seems like yesterday we were driving back from. Uh, Canton for the state championship game. It was December sixth, and and uh, we were we were heading back, and and uh, and, and you know, at that time, you, you none of this was on no, the radar, and no. none of this stuff. And you're thinking, my gosh, now you look at it, what a change uh, one year has made. But it's hard to believe we're starting that process up, and and boy, you know, Felder could get on a five-game winning streak. We'll be right back where yeah. where we ended last year. And it's possible this team has got the tools and oh, the abilities. absolutely. Uh, but, and know. it's all, and we've said this before too, Mark, but but it's all about matchups now. And, and that's exactly what we're going to talk to Joe Harbin about. It's all about matchups and, and, and who matches up better against uh, whom and uh I think that, you know, first-round games, when you can play them at home, even though you don't have the, the big 10,000-people uh, crowd, person crowd rooting for you, there's still a lot to be said of playing a home playoff game at the pit, and that's what Elder has the benefit of doing next week. 
against a GMC opponent in Fairfield. So it, it, right now it's all it's all about um, matchups, and we can uh, talk another day about will this be a one-year anomaly where the Harbin is Harbin system is not in play, and does it come back or does it never come back? That's for another time. It's not for this week. It's not for next week. It's not till for the end of the season. Uh, everybody's going with what cards were dealt them, and and it's more similar to the way high school basketball is, where the coaches got together and then they uh, seeded the teams based on whom they thought was number one strongest team in the region to number 16. It was 17 teams. Uh, West High opted out, and I don't know how that worked, but they were one of the few regions in the whole state that had an uneven number of teams, and uh, it was this decided by the Western Hills Athletic Association Athletic Department to opt out to its 16 teams, and uh, right now uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how the Elder Panthers fare against the competition in Region 4. Yeah, it, 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 it all starts next week, and of course we'll be covering it here on Prep Sports Radio. Uh, coming to you from the pit, it's nice to know we are going to have another game at the pit. Uh, we kind of gave one up uh, where the team from uh, Virginia were going to come up in week five. And, and, of course, with the COVID concerns on both sides from them and the Panthers uh, putting out the money, pay for travel and so forth, it just didn't make sense for them to do that yeah. if something had a, the money involved in the hotels and all the stuff. Sure. So they. Yeah. They they quickly picked up the game with Walnut Hills, which was a great uh, game uh, for the Panthers, a good win. But it, it took away a home game, and uh, so uh, you know we we uh, we're going to get another one. And and uh, yeah. I, I, I I don't I guess if if things move on, uh, of course uh, there could be another if Oak Hills could upset Princeton, but that seems highly unlikely. Yeah. Uh, we well, uh, but it would be nice to see the Panthers play. Uh, Oak Hill uh, sure at the pit, would. wasn't yeah. it? Uh, but, uh, Bring back some memories. And in tonight's game, Mark, it may not have happened if it wasn't for COVID either because uh, I read in the uh, Indianapolis Cathedral press clippings that uh, they were uh, originally scheduled to play Louisville Trinity tonight or the uh, Fighting Irish, and then uh, Trinity opted out of this game and Elder slid in, which was a great opportunity to – to play the best, and that's exactly what you want to do, and that's exactly what Doug Ramsey wanted to do as well. Elder never backs down from competition. They never back down from trying to play the best and give their kids the opportunity to play against the best. And for that, they always should be commended, and they always are commended. You know, one one person that couldn't make it out to the undisclosed location is a guy named Mr. Geist, Steve Geist in the drum line. They uh, they took the night off and and they they're not out here tonight so we can't. Uh... But you know I thought that when we were laying the pepperonis down to, in the in the driveway to the back here I thought that that may have got yeah. him over here. Yeah, but I, guess I was hope, I was hoping it would. So I I can't cue Steve with Steve Geist coming around the corner out of the kitchen. But yeah. uh, we're gonna head over to you, Steve, and get some scores before we take a timeout and bring uh, Joe Harbin up to the table. All right, we got early, early returns. I don't know what to do without the drumline uh, banging away I, in the background. I know. I, I, <laughs> I, I just is, we're working with our B, well, probably C equipment, the Zircom 
Uh, I, you know, Sounds but, great, though. So if we would have the A equipment, Steve Grice would show up? But Yeah, he would. He, he's very temperamental about the sound. <laughs> if it sounds like it's a little more not-so-high-end sound, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. The, yeah. the, the, I, I, in the old days of, of watching the, the show, uh, um, do I hear something? Oh, that's a jet coming overhead. <laughs> I feel like I'm at Shea Stadium. What was that? Yeah. What's that in my headset there? Yeah. But, uh, you know, in, in the yeah, word, if, you, if you triangulate on the sound, you'll figure out where we're at. That's yeah, right. You know, with the Toy Story theme, where old toys, hey, we're 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 going to be played with again. It's this <laughs> this equipment I have in front of me hasn't been used in a couple of years, and uh, you know, dusted it off. One of the most famous games that this thing had was the Miracle at Middletown, oh. the old Zircon. This thing did many many big games over the years. That, basketball, football games, but it's old school, and it, anyways, it's hard to say, but we... Just like I, the announcers. I, I can't mic up uh, Mr. Geis on this yeah. thing, unfortunately, but... Uh, um, you want to do a little soft it, shoe, Mark? Yeah, I, I, just, I... Just pretend yeah. the boys are banging away in the background, and we'll... Uh, <laughs> yeah, give it a try. We'll see what we can do here. In the game you heard here on the Press Sports Radio Network tonight, it was the Indianapolis Cathedral 36, Elder Panthers 14, Elder Panthers next week will host... The, the Fairfield Indians and the Indianapolis Cathedral will continue at 7-0 with uh, their regular season in Indiana. In GMC action, we have almost all points re- re- reporting in. Colerain and Hamilton. Hamilton, this was the night that Hamilton, the Big Blue, thought that they were going to maybe get one, uh, uh, kind of a, a big win for the program. They traveled to 3-2 uh, and two, uh, Colerain tonight, them coming in 3-2 and two as well. And uh, it was just one heck of a battle last week tonight. But Colerain ekes out a win tonight, 14 to 13. Wow! Colerain goes on to play Milford next week in the playoffs, and Hamilton will play the Moeller Crusaders. So uh, three and three, but uh, uh, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. We don't have a final on the Fairfield uh, Princeton game, but late in the fourth quarter, uh, Princeton is up 38 to 23. So uh, Looks like Fairfield is going to be one and five going into the playoffs next week. What was their record? Uh, they were one and four coming into tonight. Now they're looking at one and five. Okay. Uh, Princeton will go to five and one on the season. It was uh, Lakota West uh, over Mason tonight, twenty-one to nothing. Oak Hills, uh, the, the, we didn't hear them uh, play their fight song enough. They lose tonight, forty-two to twenty. Wow. Oak Hills moves on to to play Princeton next week and uh, Lakota East. We'll face Sycamore in the playoffs. Since that Hills League action, Madeira over Reading, thirty-one to nothing, and uh, Madeira will play Tip City Bethel in the playoffs next week. So uh, they are in play next week. Wyoming and Taylor squared off tonight at Taylor. Wyoming walloped Taylor sixty-two to six. Man, Taylor plays next week against Springfield Northwestern. Wyoming has a bye. If Taylor can get a win next week, their prize is Wyoming. Wyoming in week two. In week two. So, wow. uh, um, Mark Miller. Yeah. I don't know that no. they want that matchup. Yeah. Wyoming Wyoming remains undefeated right now at 6-0 uh, and on the season, and Taylor drops to 2-4 and on the season. In Eastern Cincinnati Conference action, it was Anderson 42 and uh, – Milford, 13. Uh, Milford faces Colerain next week, and Anderson has a bye in the playoffs. 
Southwest Ohio action. Harrison and Edgewood right now are locked up 35-35. And they're those sneaky guys. Yeah. Like the oh. 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 <laughs> Harrison, either, Harrison and Edgewood are locked up in overtime right now, 35-35. Oh, so, uh We'll, They're we'll, in the playoff mode already, we'll, Steve. We'll get a winner. Uh, Harrison uh, travels to Lima Senior next week, and uh, I'm not sure what Edgewood does. Uh, kind of missed that in my notes. Uh, in Miami Valley Conference action, it was New Miami 40, Lachlan 14. New Miami is the champions of the gray division of the Miami Valley Conference with that win, and New Miami will travel on to play Fayetteville Perry. Next week, and uh, Lachlan travels to Manchester for for that game. Roger Bacon, 41 to nothing over uh, North College Hill, and uh, they have a bye next week. Roger Bacon does, and North College Hill will play Purcell Marion in the playoffs. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, 36, Summit Country Day, 7. Moving to Southern Buckeye Conference action is Western Brown, 47, Batavia, 20. Claremont Northeastern, 21, Williamsburg, 0, Blanchester, 28, East Clinton, 14, Goshen, 24, New Richmond, 6. Ah, coming in hot. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Working on it. There we go. Those are Goshen fans. <laughs> Happy about their 24-6 to victory over yeah. New Richmond. There you go. In, in other action, it was Monroe, 28, <laughs> Middletown, Mason, 7. In Kentucky, it's Campbell County, 14, Pikeville, 8. In, in Indiana, East Central, 42, Connorsville, 7. East Central goes to 6-1 and one on the season. Connorsville drops to 1-4, and four. and those are all the scores. We have on our early returns. We'll keep on getting them to you, and we'll bring them to you after a fine discussion with Joe Harbin. Steve, guys, this doesn't sound the same tonight. No, it sounds like a bunch of boys banging on Dixie cups. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we have in the house Joe Harbin. We're going to talk about playoffs and lots of other things right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud 
proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. I'm Deacon Bill Mullaney. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at SacredHeartRadio.com. It sounds like our normal Joe Harbin welcome song. It does. The most wonderful time of the year, playoff football time. And uh, welcome, Joe, back. It's so good to have you. Uh, last time you were here, we were all wearing uh, our tuxedos, and it was uh, the big boards are out. And <laughs> I know. We, we, the suspense is always... Uh, it's not the same without Bill Welch hushing the crowd. Yeah, That's true, right, too. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, Joe, it's it's everything's different. It's 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 different, but it it we're week six. Um, previous years, usually we kind of gear things up for the the harp into week six. So um, instead of being the beginning, it's, it's the finish line this year. We we have our playoff um, playoff bracket all set with the the coaches' vote. So a little different this year, but we're we're ready to rock and roll with with the matchup. So we're 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 good to go. When you look at how this thing was all set up through uh, coaches' polls and so forth, uh, you know there there were uh, Harbin points by some people printed up, and you can kind of follow along. I know uh, I got it. I think it was Joe Idle's site where yeah. you know they have their 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 Harbin points and so forth. And, and for the most part, you know the number one seed Lakota West, they definitely had the number one, and then Princeton number two. St. X number three, then you jump down. Elder was number four and coming in, in in the Harbins, and they get the number seven seed and uh, they jump down. But they they pulled up uh, Hamilton and Mason uh, and one other one on number five was uh, uh, Colrain, uh, who who was uh, actually the tenth seed in the in the Harbin. So. It, it, it's a little jumbled, but I don't know if it matters or at all, except that they're not going to get the second round game. Probably not at the pit. But yeah, one of the one of the differences for people who aren't familiar with with uh, how the the region four is going to be set up this year for, as uh, previous years is that uh, each team in the region makes the playoffs this year. So there's 16 teams in the region, and in previous years uh, they'd had the top eight make the playoffs. So uh, everyone gets in the playoffs this year, which is good and. Uh, this year they did a coaches vote uh, before tonight's game um, to seed all the teams. Each each school was um, had a representative that would uh, seed the teams one through sixteen in the region, um, with the caveat that they couldn't vote for their own particular team. So um, Elder wasn't when they did their they rank, they actually ranked their their top fifteen uh, teams and they didn't they didn't they could not vote for themselves in a particular spot to avoid any potential conflicts of interest. And each, each team was the same way. And then what the OHSAA did is after those uh, votes were all tallied, they put the bracket uh, based on the coaches' votes. Basically, if for um, Lakota West is the number one seed, and if a team voted Lakota West as the number one seed, they gave them 16 points. And then all the way down to the, the last team, 
which is West Claremont, if, if you pick them to be the, the, the final seed, they got one point, and they, they, they totaled up the points. Whoever had the most points was the number one seed, second most, number two, and uh, so forth, and, and uh, so on and so forth. And then what they did after they put the bracket out, uh, the OHSA published the listing of um, the voting record, I should say, for, for each school, so you can see kind of who picked who to pick um, uh, the, the, their particular seedings. Um, so it's all it's all public, um, transparent, which is which is nice for uh, for fans to see kind of who who thought Elder or their particular team was one of the top two or three teams who maybe had a different opinion of that, and uh, it, it makes for good uh, good discussion. But at the end of the day, uh, what we have here is every team made the playoffs. Uh, there's no buys in, in um, Division One and in Region Four like there is in, in the other other divisions and. Everyone has an equal chance. You win, I guess, four games, you get out of the region. You win two games uh, upstate, and you can win a championship. So whether or not you went 0-6 in the regular season or 6-0, and similar to how it is in basketball, baseball, volleyball, all the other sports, um, the regular season doesn't have that impact this year that it did in previous years, and now it's it's on to kind of a new season with the playoffs. When you look at the, the seedings that – were put forth through the, the the voting by the coaches. Are there some that? I mean, overall, do you do you agree with it, or some of them you think you could you would have seen tweak a little bit one way or the other? It's tough to say this year because um, the, for the first reason is that there's only six games, so it's not a traditional ten game or maybe in the future a nine game schedule. Um, the GMC schools they had no, it's my understanding, no out of conference. Um, at least that was the intention. Uh, they, they pretty much played each other. They, the GCL played their three, and then they um, kind of made things work with the Walnut Hills or out of state. So the rule it wasn't as much as the traditional crossover games that you come to expect, and it was a smaller sample size. Um, so I think it's tougher to gauge to do it the, the normal comparison. In, in previous years, you had the week one games at UC, and, and then in previous years, now they're just throughout the, the, the city where a team from the GMC would play GCL or a team like Lebanon might play a, um, a Milford. And, you kind of get some idea, okay, they might not be in the same conference, but we kind of can gauge, okay, which league is better than another league. Um, so I, I think what, uh, and, and to, to kind of uh, extrapolate on that a little more, you take the GMC, for example, and, and some teams may have um, better records than other teams, but they've only played six conference games. Normally they play the traditional eight conference games, and a lot of times in the past uh, when, when Cole Ring was dominant, Cole Rain would go 8-0 in conference, and then maybe like a Lakota West or a Sycamore um, would go 8-0, and you kind of have to, kind of a wink nod of, okay, well, that team must not have played Cole Rain this year. Uh, it's, it's like if you didn't play Cole Rain, you had a chance to go undefeated. Right, so, right. Um, that's when they put an eight-game schedule, and when it's only six games, who knows if, if you're a team maybe like Oak Hills and you run into a Cole Rain or Princeton, some of the, the higher-up teams, um, maybe if you played some of the teams that were maybe similar to their – uh, what they're putting on the field, maybe they could have eked out a win or two, but um, so it, it's tough to say definitively. Now you may see a team that's one and four seated higher than a team that's three and two, and you might say, "I wonder why that's the case." But the good thing is here, if you want to look at it, you can kind of see how those teams were valued, and at the end of the day, they're going to decide it on the field anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the transparency for the OHSAA, and if, if you're an avid elder follower. Uh, it just stands out like no other one. There are four GMC schools, Fairfield, Lakota East, Mason, and Princeton, that 
voted Elder, the ninth seed in Region 4. And and then you see uh, uh, Milford, and if I'm not mistaken, Tom Griffith still is the head yeah, coach yeah. and maybe the athletic director at Milford and former Elder football coach. He had Elder rated fourth. Uh, so, you know, it just it is what it is, uh, and I guess this is just me, but you could have silly rules and silly outcomes, and the silly rules were what they decided on Thursday, and it is what it is. I think Elder is underseeded. I think St. X is underseeded, and uh, but you know the, we'll just we'll see how it plays out. It's, yeah, and, and and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that that probably had that same opinion, and. and they may very well be right, and you may be right. It, it's it's just one of these things that, I mean, if, if you're looking at it from an elder perspective, elder probably is a tough team to, uh, um, probably one of the tougher teams to see this year because um, just by the nature of it being in the GCL, um, they started out with LaSalle and they had St. X and Moeller, the three teams that all the, the Region 4 teams are familiar with, but... If you're, for example, a GMC or a Lebanon or a West Claremont voter, you have no idea how good um, Floyd Central is, and we can't take into account the Indianapolis Cathedral result today. That's one of the one of the quirks of it this year that it's all decided with um, it's a short season as it is. You got and you're taking one of the games out, but I'm, um, I think it makes more sense to kind of, I guess they didn't want to have this going on Saturday, Sunday, right. and then it's a quicker turnaround. Usually, um, at least the people that listen to uh, Prep Sports Game Night. Uh, they kind of have a good idea where they're playing in the first round of the playoffs. Um, but I, I guess that's the rationale. They don't want to uh, to drag that out. But it's, it's a little, probably a little frustrating for, from some of the coaches. Of all the teams that maybe if, you're, if you think you're under-seeded and you have a chance at a big game in week week six to kind of prove yourself, well, what, what good does it do um, to win that game because you're not going to get the credit for it, especially if it's a non-conference game. And, there, there probably we have some thought process with some of these teams is we need to make sure we get out of this game without any big injuries and make sure we're ready to go for the first round of the playoffs because there's no there's no reward for winning that last game. And I'm just but in Region Four the majority of the teams in Region Four are from the GMC and there's just a distinct bias in the way they see it. And not only what I just mentioned, but you look at Oak Hills. Oak Hills once again in last in the GMC. And there were uh, a number of teams that, that that ranked them 12. I think there were four other GMC schools that seeded Oak Hills number 12 out of 16 teams in the whole region. Yeah. So it, it's, it is what it is. And I think what we're saying is uh, you can use that as bulletin board fodder and you can put it up on the board and say, okay, boys, if you're the head coach of any team, this is what – this coach thought of you, and this is what their AD thought of you. Let's go out and prove them wrong. I, I think, and I've never been in the locker room. I don't know what, what the discussions between coaches at different teams, how that happens at, at various meetings and all that. It's not my place to know that. Um, I, I, I think the, the only counter to that would be if you need motivation in the playoffs, then that's going to be a tough sell anyway. But I, there probably is a point where, um, a little extra motivation never hurt anyone, and and I coaches. I mean, there, there's a reason that there's the expression bulletin board material. There's it, it, it had to come from somewhere, and and any coach that can get a little extra out of their players, uh, they'll take anything that they can get, um, whether or not it's it's accurate or the motivations are or what they perceive they will would be. But 
Um, you, you just wonder if, if and we we see the first round matchup as Elder versus Fairfield. That and and I'm not saying this is the case at all, but you maybe wonder if your team like Fairfield said, hey. Maybe we should have. We, yeah. we could have avoided this if we would have <laughs> if we would have seated them higher or or lower. But at the end of the day, you, you have think, to play them. You gotta if you, to win the G, the region four. You're you're probably gonna have to beat the best of the GMC and the best of the GCL. And it's and, and with the way that they do the playoffs this year, and this is one thing I wanted to bring up that um, previously the the first round of the, the when there's eight teams. It was all at the, the four top-seeded teams home field, and then after that it was all neutral sites. This is a little different this year where the first couple rounds, I think until at least the finals, are all at the higher-seeded teams. So um, it's, it's the seeding actually probably is more important this year when there's no fans in, in the stands, mm-hmm. which makes it, I guess, less, less important. But in terms of travel, um, it's probably a good year to be that number one or two seed because you've you got the, the home field throughout as opposed to just – that, that first-round game. Joe, uh, uh, well, let's back up here a little bit. You're listening to Prep Sports Radio Game Night. Joe Harbin is our guest. Uh, I'm Mark Bengel, Tom Kennedy, Steve Bengel, and we're going to be going through scores and so forth. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up and down. You, know, you want to jump out and see which which is going to be a huge upset and, and going by seeding and not necessarily by truth. But I, I, I'm looking down at the bottom of the bracket here, uh, number six, Hamilton, opens up with Mahler, and, and you know, Mahler was one of those teams when we saw him, there's a lot of talent on that team. Uh, you could tell uh, that I think what they came out of the shoot with, with a quarterback and things and a system that it just wasn't working, and so they, uh, during the Elder game, they, they shelved it and brought out, and, and, and boy, they I thought, you know, for the first half, they Elder had a, all they could handle with Mahler. So Mahler, talk about talent. Uh, late in the fourth quarter, it's LaSalle 28, Moeller 27. Wow. So, so they, they're getting their land legs under them. Uh, they're, 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 they're getting ready. So that's going to be an interesting – that that game to me is, is, says uh, upset. And they, they could meet St. X the following week. I mean, it's it's interesting. Oh, I, th- I think definitely. In terms of the first round, that's, that's the premier game, and I would say that one. And, um, I mean, there's some other – just going by the reputations of the team and the seeds, um, well, we could just start. We got the, the one seed is Lakota West facing 16th seed in West Claremont. I, I think that based on what we've seen with uh, Tom Boyd and Lakota West, I think that's going to yeah. be kind of chalk. And the eight nine is a, a GMC matchup: Lakota East versus Sycamore. Yeah, eight nine. You figure pick them. That's kind of either team could win that one. I think Sycamore comes in at at one and four, and Lakota East probably two and three. I'm not sure what they did tonight. Mason and Lebanon, um, the four versus thirteen. That, I mean, and, and then you got Coleraine at number five and and Milford. 12. And that could be an interesting game. Uh, yeah, Coleraine and Milford, and and you yeah. know, uh, we 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 know what Tom Grippa can do, and mm-hmm. and that that that, <laughs> like you said, you got to play these things, and it, it's going to be an interesting uh, night next week when we put these scores out there, and and. Uh, and Milford has previous playoff experience that they've snuck in with the Harbins in, in previous years. So what, what I'm most excited about, and I don't want to overshadow the first round, um, and we, we go over the different, the, 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 the voting and all that, and that makes for, for a good discussion. But if, if the seeds hold, in, with the exception of that Molar game, the, the round of eight has some, it, there's some good matchups there. You could have a Lakota West, Lakota East matchup. 
You could have Mason Colerain, Elder Princeton, and then Moeller St. X. And it's like that's, I mean, how we may have gotten there with the voting. I, I think if you put those four games up, those are four games that uh, I think would be very enjoyable games to watch. And it's, but having said that, you probably get three of the four won't come to fruition because that's what you think is going to yeah. happen. And when you get everything going on this year, you just never know. And but if the seeds hold, it it's got the potential for some for some good matchups and some exciting football. I guess and it will be week eight um, of the season. And going back to the molar point that he was making and getting their their legs and getting the new system under um, Mark Elder. Yeah, that that we're only six weeks in. Most of the time, week seven, Elder still in GCL play. They they, they got the game week ten and you're trying to avoid injuries, figure things out, accumulate points. But the first playoff game is usually week 11. So the, the, the teams that you normally get week 11 are not the same teams that you see week one. Yeah, exactly. So the teams that are getting better, there's a, the less margin for error. But a team, for example, like Muller might be coming into their own right now. Maybe now they're getting hot, and they could be one of those dangerous teams. So there probably could be a number of teams from the GMC we haven't seen this year where their record may not have been what you think it would, but... Maybe the coaches thought in the last two games, maybe they've they've flipped the switch or they've turned the corner, and uh, well, I guess we'll find out more in more detail next week because, uh, with the exception of uh, that eight nine game, I think there's only that's the only GMC only game, so we're going to see kind of teams from different conferences uh, lock horns uh, next week. Joe, uh, now now the big question is: this year they've shelved the Harbin system. Is uh, how do you project here on out? Next year, uh, do you think they're going to go back to their normal Harbin system, or do you think it's going to go away? I don't know. Um, what I think with Division One, um, and I this is just speculation. I haven't talked to anyone in the know, the OHSA or the region, but um, I think what you're going to see is teams are probably going to like having the 16-team qualifier tournament that everyone makes the playoffs, um, so that like. Maybe from a GCL perspective, Elder doesn't get punished for losing 52 to 51 to LaSalle and getting no points in the first game of the year. Yeah. Um, or they lose to a Louisville Trinity because no one in Cincinnati will schedule them. Or they they lose a game to a team from California or Illinois, and and it's like, or they had to play a Canadian team or a Florida team where they get no points from, and it's like, it's so tough to schedule that you almost have to be perfect in the other games because you're not getting those those ten shots right, right. right to the apple, so to speak. And I think teams in other conferences like the GMC or the ECC, they may like it because it gets some other teams that haven't historically been in the playoffs an opportunity to have some of that postseason atmosphere. Maybe they have a chance to upset one of the, the big teams or maybe they get a good matchup that um, they, can, they can get a, a, their first playoff win in a number of years and have something to be proud of. So I think the 16-team format, especially in Division One, might have some uh, – of staying power, and the reason Division One's a lot smaller than Division Two through Seven, um, that there's 64 teams or approximately. Maybe they'll maybe they'll, they'll work with the numbers to make sure it's 64 each year for Division One, so that there's no buys, because uh, it's a lot easier to do the buys in the other regions where they have 30 teams. And yeah, uh, but I think they're going to have like two teams play in Week Seven in Division One, and everyone has to wait for those two teams, and that's not that's not something that you want. Um, but how you get to the 16 teams, I don't know. Uh, maybe they keep the Harbins. Um, just because it's something that's um, without bias. For seeding. Yeah, for, for, for strictly seeding purposes uh, to get to your 16. 
I can see the uh, the thought process of getting away, uh, away from that because if you're the OHSAA and elders play teams from Canada before, um, do you really want to go to their Canadian website, see what the enrollment is, so you can put in whatever division it is, and then when the team plays Wednesday after school to try to track down that game? Because I've, I've called newspapers in, in Canada, these tiny newspapers, they get a score from a Canadian team, and they probably think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're went. Canadian, so they're nice. So they don't, yeah, say, yeah, they don't yeah. say it out loud, but yeah. it's like uh, we had a game a couple years ago. Moeller played a team from California, and the game got canceled on a Friday night because there's wildfires. And it's like well, they had to track down that game. They got to track down games from Texas and Virginia and Maryland. It's like, do they really want to do that? I mean, that's a lot of work for to get the same result if it's just a, a, a coach vote. And uh, but I, I think the 16 teams, especially in Division One, I, I think everyone making the playoffs is probably going to stick. Cause that's how they do it in basketball, baseball, and other sports. That that might work. Maybe they cut a game off the regular season. You make it nine games. That way, everyone gets a tenth game. There's there's no uh, with the revenues and all that. that right, that, right. That, that, that's the consideration. But uh, how they get there, I'm not sure. Where I guess we'll kind of see how this goes. If maybe this is the, after the, they see how the the coaches vote, if they if they if they're fine with how that works, or if maybe they say, hey, this isn't this isn't what we're going for. Go back to the Harbins. But uh, I, I think having everyone qualify is is probably a step in the, the probable direction. Yeah. In my two cents worth is I think Harbin's is this is the beginning of the end only for the number of reasons that you mentioned. It's simpler for the OHSAA, uh, but it's but at the same time, I guess there's too many things that make sense for the simplicity, and everybody gets a fair shake at the at the tournament, and and the team like from the GCL South. They can schedule whoever they want, and they don't have to worry about scheduling the teams from Ontario or mm-hmm. the East Centrals out of Indiana or the other teams that, and locally that don't want to play the powerhouses like St. X, LaSalle, and Elder. That all goes away, so there's just too many reasons for me to believe that the Harbin ratings stay. And, and, and speaking locally with, with Region 4, is if, if they get rid of the Harbins and make a coach vote, um, maybe you get some of these boys local teams with the incentive to play an Elder or a San X or or a Molar or a Price or, or even a Cole Rain or a Mason in the in the GMC for a team like maybe Lebanon or, or West Claremont and say, you know what? With the Harbins, especially with the eighteenth thing of the playoffs, there was kind of two rules two kind of thought process if you're one of the teams it's a fringe. It's do we want to schedule tough and maybe we get one of these these big Harbin points, and we that that, cat, that that's the catapult for us to get in the playoffs. Or does it make sense to schedule easy, go ten and one or ten and zero, nine and one, eight and two, and you can slide in as a seven or eight seed pretty comfortably? And it's like, why would you risk playing an Elder or a, or a Coleraine or a Saint Xavier or an out of state team that's real tough? So when there, there was a thought process of the playoffs were expanding, and then the, the regions went uh, down to sixteen teams that half the teams can make the playoffs, maybe they'll. Teams be more likely to schedule locally, and that I don't never think that, it, it didn't come into fruition no, because no, it, never did. it was easier to slide in by just getting yep. getting the wins, tally up the wins. You get six, seven, eight wins, get seven, eight, nine wins. You're in. That uh, maybe now if, if everyone gets in, it's not. Oh my goodness, we lost to San X in week two. Our season's on the brink. That yeah. okay, everyone can see we played San X. They're not going to punish us in the votes because I know they, the other coaches, they know that we wanted to, why we wanted to do this, and they'll forgive that loss. So. Hopefully, instead of Elder having to go all bring teams from Virginia, and I want to make a, a special note to the 
the elder athletic director and whoever was responsible for scheduling this year, they did a phenomenal job because I know it's only six games and you got the three GCL uh, schools, but to find three other teams in the non-conference with the GMC and all these other conferences going conference only because they could uh, was, I'm sure, was a lot of hours on the phone, text messages. I don't know how they do it, but to get um, a Floyd Central to, to maintain it, to come in to get a home game, uh, the Wana Hills to kind of capitalize on that when they started playing and then um, playing Indianapolis Cathedral and so they didn't get the result tonight, you still get a quality opponent week six. And I, I can uh, I can say pretty confidently that um, I don't think they're going to face a team, even with St. X, St. X lost the Cathedral earlier this they year, did, yeah. that you're probably not going to find a team in Region 4 that's tougher than what they play tonight. So you take what, you, what, what Cathedral did tonight, what you can build on, um, and that's got to it, it, it set you up for the next couple of weeks. Right. You, you, you see what is the top tier by tonight. You, you've, you've, okay, we've seen this before. We know, and it, you only benefit from that. Well, yeah. we, we saw in 2002 and 2003, Elder loses 42 to 21 in Ryle to Louisville Trinity, and then they go back to Ryle the next year, and they get, they, get, they got pounded by that Warren Central team that, I mean, <laughs> that was. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, Elder rolls off 12 or 13 straight wins, and they win a, a state championship because they saw the best of what there was around the, the region, and it's like there wasn't anybody better on that schedule the rest of the way. Yeah. So to put a bow on it for me, the OHSAA, over the last five to ten years, they had four teams in each region. Then they expanded it to eight, and now they've expanded it to 16. It's just obvious to me that that's the way they're heading. Everybody gets in, audios. When you Joe give when, when you give teams a bite at the apple, it's kind of tough to take the apple away. It is. It's like it's like if you if you if you give your your infinite toy and say I want that back, well, good luck, because once once they have something, it's it's like once something's given to you, and you like it, and they say, well, what about going back? I ah, I don't yeah. think so. I like that. Yeah. And one thing that I mean, we're a week ahead of all this. I can't wait to talk about this next week. I almost guarantee that next week there will be an upset, which we even give more credence. Mm-hmm to the idea of everybody getting a bite at the apple because it's more exciting and you might have Winton or Walnut Hills, you know, upsetting them. That's a bad example. Based well, on well, Moeller and, and Hamilton. Hamilton. Moeller's yeah. an 11 seed. Yeah. They wouldn't make it. Or Ignatius. Yeah. I don't know what they are in Region 1, but it might might not be Region 4. It might be the other regions. And yep. it might not just be the first game. If they win the second game, or it's like, oh, it's not a fluke, but you might have a 12 seed. Just like like March Madness. How many seeds? Yeah. was an 11 seed. They made all the way to the Elite Eight one year. I guess it be the regional finals here. If you get one team that goes on a run, and it's going to happen, what everybody's going to point to. It is. Uh, right before we we end this segment, Joe, we, we you hinted about it, but how do you ever think that when you have a, a a region like we have with one league locking up all these Division One programs, uh, so they, their schedule is pretty well set, and everyone else is looking for scraps, and you talk about it, you have to travel to Cleveland. I mean, look, nobody should have to you know, play a, a go to school and then go go play a game in Cleveland. You when, live when, in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> now, I mean, what is it going to take to to break that up? Um, I, I've always felt like, you know, in any other league, let's say you're in the National League, the National Hockey League or whatever, the leagues, here's your schedule, play this schedule. And I know you, you, you that's never going to happen. Uh, but you you have these. But it seems to me, okay, you are going to get in the playoffs. So 
Uh, is Elder's going to play Colerain? You, you know, it, it, it mix it up that way, but there's got to be some way that, that you don't have this one league taking up everything. Yeah, and, I, I, and, it, and it's not, it's, that's not a GMC-only critique. It's, it's other leagues have gone weeks three through, through ten or, or four through ten as well. Um, and and I, I think the, it's not going to happen without the leagues themselves. They, they have all the authority to do it, and then it's their prerogative to do it. That they yeah. wanna, and I'm sure they have their reasons for why they wanted to do it, and you can argue whether it's worked or not. I, they haven't changed it, so obviously they think it's been successful, the, the leagues that have done that. You wonder, though, if, um, if, 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 if every team makes the playoff, if that may be relaxed. Where, um, and we'll just use the GMC as an example. You have a team traditionally good, Cole Rain or Lakota West. They may say, we want to face an Elder or a St. Xavier later in the year or more later in the year. We want to see where we stack up before we get in the playoffs. Um, do we, maybe they can work their schedule around so that they don't, it's not week three through ten, GMC only, or some of these other conferences. I think Wynton Woods joined a, like the ECC or one of those conferences where they're, now they're locked in. Where there, there may not be that um, that consensus, where they had to play these games at a certain time, and maybe give a little bit more autonomy to the various athletic directors to do what's right for them, um, as long as they can work out a schedule with the with their their conference opponents that works out for everybody. But uh, I, and, until until everyone makes a playoffs, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon because it doesn't need to. They're, they seem to be content with with how it is. So guys, before we break and cut the segment uh, off, Joe's got some quasi-breaking news about the Cincinnati Public High School team and and what's going to happen potentially with the playoffs. What is that, Joe? Well, I, I was uh, perusing the Cincinnati, uh, I think it was the uh, Cincinnati Business Couriers I want to do, and um, with the, the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, each county has a color code. We're, Mark mentioned earlier, Hamilton County, unfortunately, has just gone back from orange to red, and so various School districts, they have different procedures for, um, I guess, if we're a particular code. And it looks like Cincinnati Public Schools, they, they may be potentially changing how they do athletics um, in the coming week or so uh, based on that change. So uh, Walnut Hills, they're the three seed. I, I, just going through the bracket here, uh, Princeton's the two, 15 is the Oak Hills. Um, Elder's the seven. They faced 10 seeded Fairfield, so Elder will play the winner, or hopefully plays the winner of, of uh, Princeton and Oak Hills. And then the bottom of the bracket is the number three seed, St. Xavier, facing 14 seed Walnut Hills. Walnut Hills is a member of Cincinnati Public Schools, so they may be impacted by uh, the decision that CPS makes next week with respect to uh, if they're going to keep athletics. We all know that CPS got a late start to the season. Uh, that's one of the reasons Elder was able to, to pick them up in the schedule. And then lastly, six seed Hamilton versus 11 Moeller. So there's a chance that the governor of Ohio is going to uh, put an edict in that the Walnut Hills won't won't be able to play a playoff game next week because they're not in class it's this a, week. It's a CPS decision, I think, but I mean, I'm not sure how that works. But they're going to address uh, extracurriculars and, and athletics next next I think next Monday or so. So hopefully we'll have some more guidance there. I'm not sure how they, I don't. I doubt they'd redo the bracket. You can't do that to no. teams on. on a couple of days before the game. So St. Xavier, they had that game scheduled versus Walnut Hills. We're all hopeful with all the games that are in the, in the playoffs that they all get played. We'd, we'd hate to see a team advance because of uh, uh, COVID. COVID but, and uh, then I, I hear there's going to be mandatory surgical scrubs that everyone has to wear. So from head to toe, 
Is that? Do you hear that too? No. Why make a <laughs> so conceivable? Conceivably, you could win the state championship without playing a game. You could. Just in twenty. If you stayed healthy and other people didn't. We saw it with uh, the baseball, the Cardinals and the Marlins. They they couldn't stay healthy. We've seen with Tennessee Titans, they couldn't stay healthy. I, I think that high school schools, the students, that's a tall ask for the next six weeks uh, to make yeah. it through. But You're, we're hopeful. Yeah. Uh, but if, if, if I think it's a caveat. Everyone knows what's going on. We all have TV, news, Internet. Um, if, if the teams that were have all the amenities in the world, these professional teams are struggling or have struggled, uh, you just kind of hope that that they can string it together throughout the, the playoffs because you want to have the best team win, and it would be unfortunate if a team is, is it wins their first couple games and then they have to call it quits because of a, of a, one of those type of type of issues. So, well, Joe, why don't you stick around if you can? I don't know if you have to run. I know you, you're a busy guy, but uh, uh, we're going to go over to Steve to get caught up for scores before we take a timeout, and then on our last segment, I want to talk about Elder Fairfield uh, first-round playoff next week. But uh, let's go to the scoreboard, Steve. All right, scoreboard game you heard here on the Prep Source Radio Network tonight. It was Indianapolis Cathedral 36, Elder Panthers 14. LaSalle outlasts Moeller tonight, 27-25, out at LaSalle. Uh, so, that was, like we were saying, you know, Moeller's getting it together. Had a little different variation on that score, but close game, 20. 725 two point game. Molar Crusaders are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. But the final GCL standings then, Steve St. X undefeated at 3 0. LaSalle 2 and 1. Elder 1 Elder and 2. Elder 1 and 2, and Molar 0 and 3. So, Got it, yeah. So there you go. GMC action. Cole Rain ekes one out over Hamilton tonight, 14 to 13. Princeton all over Fairfield, 40 to 23. Lakota West 21, Mason nothing. Lakota West is the outright champion of the GMC this this year. In uh, related action, it was Walnut Hills losing to Middletown tonight, 33 to 26. And as we just discussed, that may be their last game. Uh, they're one and two on the season. Who knows? Hopefully not. Hopefully, uh, um, uh, the kids deserve to play. Hopefully, they cooler do. minds will. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I won't get into that. Lakota East over uh, Oak Hills tonight, 42-20. to 20. Cincinnati Hills League action was Indian Hill 62, Finneytown 6, Madeira 31, Redding nothing. Deer Park leading or losing late to Marymount 21-19. to 19. Don't have a final on that one. Wyoming 49, Taylor nothing. ECC action is Anderson 42, Milford 13, Talawanda. Uh, 42, Loveland, nothing. Little Miami loses to Lebanon, 41, zip. It was uh, Winton Woods, 33, Turpin, 13, and Winton Woods is the ECC champion this year, going undefeated, uh, 6-0 at this point, and 5-0 uh, and in the league. Edgewood over Harrison tonight in overtime. They went into overtime, locked at 35. Edgewood wins with a field goal, 38-35. So Edgewood moves to, to three and three on the season, and uh, Harrison drops to one and five overall. It was Northwest forty-seven, Talawan to ten, Ross forty-eight, Mount Healthy twenty-one. Miami Valley Conference uh, action or related action: Clark Montessori thirty-six, Miami Valley Christian nothing, Purcell Marion twenty, Dayton Christian three, New Miami forty, uh, Lachlan fourteen, and New Miami with that win becomes the. Uh, uh, Miami Valley Conference Gray 
conference champions. Uh, Roger Bacon, 41, North College Hill, nothing. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, 36, Summit Country Day, 7. GCL co-ed action. It was uh, Fenwick making a late hard charge uh, against uh, the Dayton Carroll team. They were down 35-7, to and they ended up losing that game 35-21. So two late touchdowns, which is not enough for Fenwick to overcome Carroll's early lead. Western Brown 47, Batavia 20 in Southern Buckeye Conference action. Claremont Northeastern 21, Williamsburg nothing. East Clinton loses to Blanchester tonight 28-14. Goshen 24, New Richmond 6. In other action, it was Monroe 28, Middletown Mason 8. In Kentucky, Newport over Bellevue 51-20. Covington Catholic remains unbeaten, going to 4-0 with a 45 the seven win over Boone County. It's Campbell County 14, Pikeville 8. Lloyd, they had a chance and they took it 28 to 7 over Ludlow. It was uh, Harrison 27, Scott 6. Dayton 36, Trimble County 8. In Indiana, East Central all over Connorsville 42 to 7. And Lawrenceburg big over Rushville. Rushville 0 for 7 now on the season with a 64-15 to 15 loss. And those are all the scores we have on Prep Sports Radio Game Night Week 6. All right, when we come back, we're going to break down next week's game, Elder Fairfield Week 1 of the playoffs, right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Delhi, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. Talking about Skyline. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. 
Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428, and brozartpharmacy.com. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Boutneau Avenue. Well, we wish we were at Boutneau, La Rosa's, uh, but we're not. We're at a undisclosed location in the heart of Bridgetown, not too darn far from Oak Hills High School, uh, out in the west side. So, uh, guys, uh, next week, Playoff start, and the Elder Panthers host the Fairfield Indians. Steve, I, it, going through the scores, I wanted to get Fairfield, what was their score tonight? They lost. They lost uh, Hold on. Uh, Fairfield lost uh, 40-23 to to the Princeton Vikings okay. tonight. So not a surprise. No, uh, no. they dropped to 1-5, and five and Princeton rolls to 5-1. and one. So, uh, Elder coming in uh, after losing to... Uh, the, one of the best teams in the state of Indiana, I think will be well prepared for Fairfield next week. Uh, looking at the stat sheets for Fairfield, it's really hard to uh, gaze up and down at the Fair, Fair, Fairfield uh, and say, well, this is what they do. But the, pretty much two two people jump out, uh, on, a guy named Talon Fisher, who is, uh, I would imagine, their quarterback, and he's their leading yeah, rusher, he's, passer. He's, he's yeah, he's accounted for 810 yards on the season so far, um, and uh, I mean they're primarily a running team. Uh, so I mean, Elder's got to have to bottle up the run. They, they've run the ball 270 times and thrown the ball 69 times this year. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it it'll be uh, uh, elder needs to control the line of scrimmage, control uh, when they have the on offense, just mix it up and and uh, I, and I think a lot of times when you when uh, GMC schools play a, a team like elder who passes a lot and ha- runs more of a pro offense, it you know I think it especially when you listen to uh, Rob Florian discussing the the elder offense is like. You you know the quarterback goes up. You look and see what their their defense is doing, and you you know he's got this guy, this guy, this guy, and they double team this guy, that guy's. Yeah, you know, it's just like yeah, uh, they run run down to, down the line. They uh, go they go down their reads, and if they are playing this read, then they go to this. Yeah, yeah. And, and so and Doug said it over the years, and this year is no exception that Elder typically doesn't change their offense to uh, to anybody else's defense. I think they they're confident enough and they're good enough elder is to uh you know to, to to play their offense like they have all year and i don't see any difference in doing that and and who knows doug and company might have something up their sleeves that they haven't shown yet and and, and i think one of the nice wild cards to have uh ben hamilton is doing a great job under center but you got drew ramsey who once in a while does the wildcat from under does the wildcat from the quarterback position and he's he could be a wild card that they're going to use in multiple ways that they haven't shown yet this year. So, uh, yeah, I think they'll just let Ben Hamilton sling the ball around the field next week and and hopefully come out on the. They've had a couple close games this year. They, they lost to Dakota East twenty three twenty one. They lost to Hamilton twenty eight twenty five. 
Um, then tonight they got beat by Princeton 40 to 23. Uh, they got beat by Mason uh, 24-12. And uh, the, the the one victory was against Middletown. They won that game 35-13. So uh, uh, Middletown is one one and five coming or one and four going, coming into this week. And I believe uh, they they lost or they won tonight Walnut Hill. So. Um, yeah, so, but uh, that's, that's their one win. That's kind of what we're talking about, what I was talking about in the last segment, with the, the six-game schedule with the GNC schools. You, you rattled off the teams that, that Fairfield lost to, and there wasn't really much from a conference standings in the GNC. There wasn't really a slouch in there, and then when they faced a team like Middletown that was a comparable record, they um, they won. So maybe if, if their schedule looked a little different, maybe instead of coming in at 1-5, maybe they're 3-3. Three and three, and um, Despite being the same team, they might – come across as a more formidable opponent. So that's the one caveat with the six-game right. schedule is you don't know it's, it's we don't have the the, the And in week four, yeah. they, played, they played Lakota West tough. They, they lost that game 21-7. So. And that's the number one seed. Yeah. yeah it, it's uh... – there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, you yeah. you, can't, you can't look at the sheet and say, "Well, well, they're going to get this. Will be an easy game." And it it may be, may not be. But uh, and then that's that's unknown to the team that's played six of the, of the sixteen teams in the region. And you get a team like Elder. They've played, I guess, they've four or five, and in St. Xavier, maybe only three in, yeah. in the region. So it, it the, the the seedings might just be a number this year. Um, but we got some good matchups. And one thing with with Fairfield coming to the pit, this, they're no stranger to, to coming into the pit for a playoff game. We all remember, I guess maybe more than a couple of years ago now, where uh, Fairfield dominated the, the, the first probably forty minutes of that game against Elder, or, or thirty plus minutes of that game, where when they dominated, but they were up. Tom Grippa was head coach. Yeah, by seven or fourteen late, and then um, the turnovers, and Elder capitalized, and it was, was it forty nine to forty two or fifty six to forty nine? It was an outrageous score, um, but. It was, I mean, it was, a, it was a great game. So you hope from an elder perspective, a similar result, but maybe not, maybe not so close next week. And Mark, that's exactly what you were talking about, though. The, the competition that Elder plays year in and year out, and this year is no different. Elder played the competition of Floyd Central and what they brought to the game. They played the typical LaSalle, St. X, and Moeller, and what they bring to the game. But the thing that I like to, to discuss is Elder playing Moeller at the pit and Elder being down early. I mean, Moeller punched him right in the face beginning of that game. Elder kind of pulled up their bootstraps, and they got on, and they, they kind of won that game going away. But it, it's something that maybe Fairfield hasn't faced something like that yet, right. where they had the adversity of being behind by one or two scores and then coming back to win. But Elder has that, and when you can kind of – Go back and, and on, on some current experience and, and prove to yourself that you've done that. That goes a long way. Yeah, El- Elder has seen every different type of team you could look at this year and has competed against it well. And like Joe, you're saying they, they've played not just in this little league; they've played mm-hmm. all over in, the, in this little and, little group of work. In the last two weeks, Elder's played on the road, and with the new format in the playoffs, after the every team, the, the first three rounds, especially the first round is. It's going to be uh, on the road. Yeah, the, the, the second and third game, if they're fortunate enough to make that far, they'll be on the road. So even though they didn't get the result they wanted tonight, uh, they can point back to the Wannon Hills game, how they took advantage early, and then uh, the lessons learned for tonight to parlay that into the uh, hopefully uh, Princeton and, and likely St. X or, uh, or Hamilton 
uh, Texas on the road third game. Sorry, one last thing I want to say. I said this in the pregame show, but it needs to be said again. Elders win last week against Walnut Hills on the road, but Elder had two runners, Cooper Johnson and Drew Ramsey, that rushed, both rushed for over uh, 100 yards. And that's the first game that they've done that this year. But once again, it's proving to themselves and it's proving to the coaching staff that Elder can sling the ball with mm-hmm. Ben Hamilton or Drew Ramsey, and they've got talented receivers, or they prove to themselves that they can run the ball when they need to as well, when they can against the competition that they're facing. And when some of these teams, Elder goes five wide, and they have, they have the offensive line to go yeah. five wide with yeah. receivers. And you watch games on Saturdays and Sundays, teams go five wide, and the NFL teams don't have five good enough cornerbacks. College teams don't have five good enough cornerbacks. And it's tough to ask a, high, a school. high school team that doesn't face that normally, and that's, right, we're going to go down the yeah. depth chart to get five guys to do one-on-one coverage. And, and that's typically the high school's weakest area, the last line of defense right. to find that. Yeah. And one thing we didn't talk about yet was the weather. I mean, it's getting cooler. And who knows? It could I be haven't raining. noticed it tonight. Yeah, it's been well, great here. <laughs> we're, we're all nice and warm. Yeah, we have a, our, uh, yeah, our press board. The press board yeah. here, yeah. I've been putting layer right. and layer back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even get to the last layer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, like, we're going to have to get a, a down parka layer. Uh, <laughs> call up our guys at the underground sports shop. Uh, yeah. you know, we need that that. that Fleece big coat. Yeah, to put I went on. to Nanook of the North Look. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So, guys, uh, Elders gets the home field advantage, but we've talked about it. It ain't going to be the same old pit, but it is home. It is, uh, is it's it's an easy, comfortable, it's like putting on your favorite sweater. It's a different place to play, too. There's no track around Elder. We've talked about this endlessly, but it's a different perspective for, for the teams coming in. It's sort of like when. Uh, in basketball, when you go to the bigger gyms as you move in a tournament, it's a whole different depth perception when you're shooting the ball because you don't have the walls and stuff. You have a lot of open area where it's just a reverse at the pit. It's a lot smaller, and it just gives you a different perspective on the field than it does on some of the other stadiums around the city. All right, we got just a couple of minutes here. Joe Harbin, any final thoughts before we uh, call it a night? I'm looking forward to the playoffs. It's it's get an early start this year, week seven. Um, I'm I'm thinking, like you said, that the, the Hamilton Molar game. Uh, that's probably one that can go either way. It's probably the, the best uh, first round matchup. But these second round matchups, if the seeds hold, I, I think I, I think we're in for a uh, for for a, a great set of playoffs and, and made the best team win. Yeah, Tom. I agree. I think it's uh, there's a lot to be said about uh, week seven, and, and a lot of teams don't peak until week seven or week eight so there's a lot of unknowns going in for all these teams but i still think when you you play the competition that the gcl teams have faced this year that has to be in your favor as opposed to an all-league gcm schools gmc schools excuse me facing each other they haven't seen anything any competition like the gcl south schools have faced today and i agree tom we talk about that year in and year out the gmc as the preponderance of the D1 schools in the Cincinnati area, they kind of inbreed the way their schedule is. that They only see themselves where the elders, X's, molars see a variety of teams and a variety of styles. And I think that ultimately helps the GCL South schools as they move on down. Also, Whipple South Division Two, same thing. All right. Well, we're running out of time. I want to thank everybody at home uh, and all over 
the, the country. I know we had uh, Kevin Welch uh, updated us. There was uh, people streaming, and uh, I think the final was over 20 different states and uh, wow. some foreign countries and all over the place. We always thank you and glad to bring it to you on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Join us next week. We'll be broadcasting the game from Elder. Uh, possibly what we're, we're going to see, we may have a post-game show at our old uh, home ground at uh, La Rosa's on Boudinot, but it's been hard getting a crowd over there because there is no crowd to bring back from the stadium with only about 1,000 yeah. people there, 1,200. So uh, possibly uh, we will maybe go back, may not. If not, we will we'll be doing the game post-game show from another undisclosed location. I don't know what we're going to do, but... Stay tuned for that. Uh, no matter how we do it, we'll do it. So from the White Castle parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, if they'll have us. So that's all the time we have here. Uh, thanks to Kevin Kenny back at the studio who is uh, making it all happen for us, and uh, Lenny and Phil who traveled up to uh, Indianapolis tonight. We thank them as well. And once again, the final score at uh, at Indianapolis Cathedral was 36 to 14. And uh, we'll like to see an improvement on that next week. For Tom Kennedy, Joe Harvin Kennedy, Steve Bangle, I'm Mark Bangle. We'll see you next week right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. You understand what it takes to get a job done right. At a Red Wing shoe store, we do the same. Taking the time to get to know you and the work you do helps us find exactly the right boot for your job. Backed by a wide selection of sizes and job-appropriate styles that are purpose-built for any job. Now that's what we call understanding by design. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Red Wing Shoes. Mall Avenue in Florence and on Glenway Avenue in Western Hills. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet. Proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. We're the Tri-State's fastest growing Chevy dealer and pre-owned superstore. Plus, lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Introducing our brand new state-of-the-art Kelsey Collision Center. Repairing all makes, all models, and working with all insurance companies. Plus, our newly expanded certified service center. From our elder family to yours, go Panthers, Altiora. Visit us at KelseyChev.com. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group wants to wish this year's team all the best for a successful season. The team works hard to make every game memorable. But what if your biggest memory of the game is standing in line for the restroom? If you're experiencing frequent trips to the restroom, the Urology Group can help. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. Proud to support elder football. 
La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Cooper Electric, La Rosa's Pizza, the Urology Group, Rosark Pharmacy, Joseph Toyota, Robert Jones Plumbing, the Underground Sports Shop, Adam Schoester, Mercy Health and Orthopedics, Hoting Realty, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Red Wing Shoes, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Ron's Roost, and Wardway Fuels. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.